I remember that movie, but that's funny. <laughs> There's a, a fetish <laughs> for that. The fetish? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a thing. Oh, like, you're serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm dead ass serious. You're playing along with his joke, bro. <laughs> no, I'm being dead ass. They're asking for little. Yes, that, that's a request <laughs> that people are asking for. That's that's yeah. like hey, wild. do you know any like little people strippers? You know, wow. <laughs> the crazy Damn. thing is, I think they charge more. You would think they'd be like half off, right? <laughs> <laughs> For real, bro. Like, like a commodity nice. or something I like that. <laughs> and not just like Mexico, but Mexico, um, uh, South America, um, uh, Cuba, and all kinds of stuff. I just think that it's very important to know what what what's what's set in place. What was set in place, because once you kind of see the structure, you start to realize that not much has changed. So a lot of the times people say uh, we're, we're supposed to learn history so we don't repeat it. I, I really don't think that's the case. Not not in a sense of like we're trying to learn it not to, to not repeat it, but they say the winners write history. So the winner, the winners write history. So they write it how they want it. And, and my and my question is, why would they want why would they not want to repeat it? They're still winning. Peeing on his cousin. <laughs> in, your, in your mind, you walked the layout of your home. It, it was a cabin. No, so but I, I'm saying in your head though, you thought you were at home. Dude, so I went, was asleep. I don't fucking know. Oh, but, 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 all was I re- fucking though. All I remember, yeah, I was because I, I did that before. I, I didn't piss on nobody. But, like, I, I, I remember I did that exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, like I did bro. the same thing minus the person. You know, <laughs> I just I woke up. My dad was like, "You pissed in the corner." I was like, "Fuck you, mean?" Like, I don't know. What are you? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I really, fucking I, really pre- I really, yeah. I really like the fact that you enjoyed it for what it was because I um. I get a lot of feedback from that one because that's a lot of people's favorite favorite mm-hmm. story. I just, even me just, you know, being a writer, I just think it's crazy because I never thought no one would even care. Like, I've every time someone tells you, like, man, I really like what you, what you, you know, this and that, like, I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, even now, I'm just like, thanks, bro. Like, I, and even, right. I, thought, <laughs> even that, I, I feel like that's not even enough. Like, I feel like I should, <laughs> I try, I really wish I can, um, like, convey how gracious I am for people to take time out to read what I write because... There was a time where I would write that stuff and I would be like, man, no one cares about this. Like, why are you even doing this? You know, like, what are you writing this story for? Like, no one no one cares that you're writing this stuff. That's but then, yeah, you just you just have to kind of like, you know, maneuver through that. You have to just kind of tell yourself, like, you know, someone's going to care. You know, if, if you know, do you care if you care enough to do it, do it anyway. You know, and that mm-hmm. that's kind of the point where I got to myself personally is just I would write even if I didn't have to. Yeah, it was it's not in me. Those women are fucking crazy. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> I have a friend. She's always like, I think I'm going to start dating women. I'm like, you don't have it in you. She's like, what do you mean? Like, you don't have it in you. Wait. What? And she's, like, and she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you can't put your face in a vagina. So I'm telling you. Like, you don't have it in you. Wait, who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Watching Iron Man three, put it up on your story. I was like, oh, that movie's the best one. You know, like I, I or I was like, that movie's better. Whatever I said, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you said it's low key my favorite one or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, ah, another one. Which one's the best Iron Man? One. I say one. One. Yeah. Okay. Which one's the second best Iron Man? Endgame. 
They kind of lost me when they what did they they introduced that like fake villain that ended up being like an actor. Oh, that, that was so good. Was what are you three. talking they, about? They kind of lost me at that one. I'm just, I, I get the whole plot twist aspect to it, but then I also realized that I think part two and part three most of it most of it was shot without a script. Like they just gave him the budget and they were oh, just like really? yeah on the fly. I think oh, I want to say either the the last the second and third, but for sure the last one for sure started shooting without a script and they were just kind of like, winging it on the way. Like they got, they had a treat they had a treatment for it, but they didn't have like a full word right, for word right, script. Right, right. But then you kind of watch it and it's just mostly action. It kind of makes sense. Uh, it has a lot yeah. of heartfelt moments and in, in like uh, Iron Man's yeah. like. His character Cir- arc, yeah, his yeah. character arc, and that that it like comes to a good. Well, see, that, that's really, why really I like cool place. one because part one, you see him as a real asshole, like you see right. him as that, as a Tony Stark, you know. And then afterwards, obviously, he becomes Iron Man. But in part one, is the only time you really see him before he's Iron Man. So I feel like that's the one where I feel the most character arc because he really does become, he really is an asshole. Goes through his transition, and then boom, he's Iron Man. So Iron Man one's great. You're not gonna hear me say anything bad about. Well, I like, Iron I, Man. Yeah, I like, I like the other ones. I like the other ones, but they kind of lost me on that. that so villain. Iron Man three, the reason why like it, it hits me so hard is because, like you said, we get to see Tony Stark the asshole mm-hmm. uh, in the first movie, right? And and Tony Stark, not Iron Man, Tony Stark, mm-hmm. just Tony Stark. In Iron Man three, we start to get to see the broken. Tony Stark, not like the the one that because the asshole thing is like a face that he puts on for like mm, you know everybody side, around yeah. yeah yeah. In the third one, we see him breaking down. We see him having panic attacks and like all these other, mm-hmm. and then like he can't hide like he tries to hide behind his asshole thing, but it's not. Even the way he performed it, it's not the same. It's like mm-hmm. it's like fake. He's fake. You know, he's acting. He's fake. He's acting. <laughs> he's acting, acting with an acting. <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> Inception. Yeah, <laughs> a dream with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. I, I, I watch a lot of movies, bro. So my movie Do references, you? yeah, I watch a lot of movies. Bad, oh, bad. Back again. Hell back yeah. Back but shit, he was hitting you with the Jordan topic. I was like, oh shit, we like, we might have to bring this guy back for that one. Yeah. Now he's talking about movies and shit already. Well, goddamn, oh, man. He got that one over me because I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what? In the shoes? The movies. Oh, the movies? <laughs> no, you don't watch that many movies? Oh, I, I watch a lot of movies. Uh, my memory is not all that great. So whenever people are like bringing up movie scenes, I'm like, Walk me through it. Like, <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> There's a lot of jokes you don't get that, right? There's a lot of jokes that you don't understand because you're just like, you don't get the movie references. No, whenever people are like bringing it up after the fact, I'm like, what the fuck? Hold on, did I miss that? And then I have to rewatch the fucking movie. <laughs> right. Bro, Deadass, every podcast, he like says some quote or some joke from a movie or mm-hmm. he references some movie. And then like he laughs. And then, like, I'm like, well, shit, I don't want to act like I don't get it. <laughs> you know? So I, I start laughing. I know for sure Marv doesn't get it, our other co-host. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know for sure he doesn't get it. But he sees me laugh, and then he starts laughing, and then we're all just laughing. Just back doors on the laughing. Yeah, nobody gets it. <laughs> and then after, and then like, afterwards, I was like, y'all didn't even get that. Yeah, we didn't know, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, let, me, let, me, let me tell you what I was talking about. Hey, well, if you make it today, maybe John will get it. Hopefully. More than likely. Yeah, more than likely. If I have the chance to throw a movie reference, maybe. I believe in you. Oh, you know what? I do, actually. I'll be disappointed if you don't. I I actually do. Like, uh, just right off the back on on one of his stories, it reminded me of a a movie. Which one? It might have have been based on that movie, to be honest. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, Yeah, one of of his stories reminded me of a... Of a movie? it, it It wasn't like... It wasn't like carbon copy. It was like really, really far apart. 
But just like the theme was like, oh, like mm-hmm. I remember like seeing this. So and, like, the, you the know. theme it reminded me of, of a movie, but then there's like a specific part of the movie or of the story. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of a specific I'm interested movie in that. I'm very interested in yeah. that. But yeah. Daisy. <laughs> it's my daughter. <laughs> Sorry. It's your what? It's my daughter. Oh. Mine is one point. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> I can multitask. I'm no, just playing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're, we're gonna need more gifts. <laughs> we're gonna need a lot more gifts. Just in case y'all are wondering what the hell we're talking about, I'm trying to become a co-host. Uh, right. On the other and not doing too good at it right now, to be honest. With you. <laughs> John, I brought you on. <laughs> Appreciate that. Speaking of Daisy, can you introduce the guest that you brought to us today, oh Miss Co-host? <laughs> <For sure. laughs> this is John. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. From story of John Jan Carlo. Earlier we were talking about. He was like, "Hey, how do you say his name?" I was like, "Jan." He was like, "I was wondering." He goes, "It's John Jan," and I was like, "It's Jan." What? Well, hell, now I'm double thinking myself. <laughs> like, Bro. I think it's Jan. <laughs> yeah. So dead ass too. I made her do it that way. <laughs> I mean, bro, to be honest with you, I, I couldn't tell you the right way to say it. No, I think I think it's well, because for one, my name, my first name is Jan, and my middle name is Carlo with the K with no S, so it kind of throws people off. Gotcha. You know, okay. but I mean, all your life is a dope ass name. Yeah, most thank you. But <laughs> most of my family, you know, obviously they don't really speak a lot of English, so they don't really call me Jan. They call me Carlitos, which uh, is kind of weird because I'm Carlo, not Carlito yeah. or Carlos, but right. it's just kind of. That's just how it's always been. So I've never, I don't really hear my name that often, except when I was at school, and then Gosh. that was probably it, you know. But within my family, everybody just called me Carlitos. Huh, that's an interesting thing that I never really thought about. I mean, before. and I like the way I, for the most part, I would just tell people Jan, like January, because that's the easiest way to say it, because everyone's gonna pronounce January however they want to pronounce it. But for the most part, I just give them that much. Like after that, I mean, if you fuck that up, that's you just do. It. Yeah, <laughs> you're just, at that that's point, you're just doing you. that shit on purpose. You know, I can't what I'm saying? help you. Yeah, you're doing that on purpose. Dude, um, I, even, I honestly thought that Jan Carlo was like like a made up name. That's fucking legit. That is your actual name. I thought y'all were friends. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, don't yeah. your name. I don't know your middle name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so because on Instagram it just says Jan Carlo, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, maybe made up, or maybe he just doesn't have his last name on like there. I don't know, name, you, know? you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. one of those uh, like Richie Valens. He changed his name for like you know being famous. It's just one of the, it just makes it simpler to right. to put to put on things, you know, and easier to to have people pronounce it as well. Jan Carlo, you know. Then at that point they're like, okay, they kind of get the inflections within the the words. Right, right, right. And Super cool. Last name? What's his name? Lopez. <laughs> that is true. That is true. See, I am a good friend. <laughs> What's my last name? Zermino. Okay, that's a very interesting last name. Yeah, it, it's actually Zermeno. Zermeno. Yeah, yeah oh, but okay. after you know. With the Enya. The Enya, but the Enya gets kind of like lost. Like I even put it on like my kids' birth certificates, mm. and still, like when when they bring me back the birth certificate, it's not on there. That's kind of racist. I'm just like mother effort. Like yeah. I put on there for yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I put on there for a reason. Yeah, that's messed up, you like, know. I put on there for a reason for it to be mm-hmm. there and just kind of like because like my family always my aunt's like yeah we have an Enya but like you know it gets taken off and so it's not there so I'm just mm-hmm. like I'll put the Enya because it's the Enya. Mm-hmm. But, you know. <laughs> they probably couldn't figure out how to do it on the keyboard, bro. Probably to be honest not. with you, probably like, that's the hardest thing to figure out. Oh, it is. Yeah, I still don't even know how to. Like, do it. yeah, it's just either shift or something. Just hold the yeah, 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 yeah. It's complicated. I had to ask my wife. I was like, hey, how do you put the Enya thing? Hey, now on the iPhone, you just hold it and you stripe yeah, up. Yeah, iPhone. Oh, which one? Man. Which one? That's it. I didn't even know that. 
Yeah. You can do it like in a, any language. You just put hold your finger down. It picks up every language you want. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Technology. That cool. is awesome. So that's my last name too. Is Yanyes. 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 Oh man, that's that's a mouthful. Yeah. Yanyes. Zermenio is it? Yeah, Zermenio. Yanyes. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Mouthful. Almost everything with an N is a mouthful. <laughs> it's like it's like a rolling R kind of, you know. It just you just have to make sure that it's there, especially for the Hispanics. Right. I, I, so I got I'm Mars and I'm Mares everywhere. Oh, Mares, yeah. yeah, Mares, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mars and Mares everywhere. Um, huh? I like Mars. Mars. All right. So the first topic of the show is going to be the one book that I know we've all read. And we want to just dive deep into this and kind of like uh, pick your brain. Definitely. And then we're going to kind of like get to know you through the book and then get to know you a little awesome. bit afterwards or whatever. For sure. Um, so the one that we've all read is No Happy Endings. Awesome. I, I believe it's your first. Yeah, that's the first thing I actually published? that I published, self-published. Just gotcha, so. gotcha. And self-published. What's that process like? So, I mean, it's it's different for everything depending on what route you take. But the route I took, I used Gumroad, which is kind of okay. like a third-party system. And uh-huh. it just made it the simplest way. You know, I just signed up. Um, everything goes through there. I upload the file. You can download it just like you did earlier. And it right. already takes a percentage out of it. And I just, I'm able to just promote it how I can promote it. Um, gotcha. And I just basically pass out the link. So that that's like the new digital self-publish. self-publish right, right. But there's a, there's a hybrid route where you can go and you can uh, you can get like a publishing deal with an actual publishing company and have physical copies out. And that's gotcha. kind of my next goal is to have like be able to sell physical copies instead of just digital copies. Right. I was getting a little bit of insight on this mm-hmm. a little bit before the show, and I'm super duper uh, impressed and interested thank like you, in, you. in all that, man. But uh, let's get into the... I think it's pretty cool book. how like technology is, like allows you to self-publish things now. Well, technology, it just... So I used to do music back in the day, yeah. and I think that one of the big... like I remember when I first heard about streaming, I, I knew it instantly. Like when I first did Spotify, the trial yeah. version, I'm like... Oh man, this is this is gonna change everything. Like, yeah. cause I'm I'm thinking like when I used to do music, like to get someone to listen to your song, you'd have to like find a way to send them a link. And nowadays, people would be like, "Oh yeah, send them in a DM." Like, send it. Yeah. You didn't have that back then. You know, I think we barely had MySpace. You know, yeah. so when you did your promo, you really had to do your legwork. Now you can have like a whole other country on your song without ever having to set foot over yeah. there. So, bro, that the whole digital thing, I mean, that it just revolutionized everything, you know, every industry yeah. one by one. I mean, what we're doing here with, yeah. the, with the, po- yeah, yeah, the, the podcast, even podcasts like, in general, like they just they're just blowing up everywhere now, man. You, there's nice. literally no red tape. Get your phone out and start recording, you know, mm-hmm. like, and you can put it. You don't have to have all this shit, it. right? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, you know. Very legit setup, too, by the way, man. I like it, man. Appreciate like it. You, man. Hey, I was I was impressed the first time he said hey, when he, he came to me like, oh, I, when I came to him, I was like, hey, let's do a podcast. He had been talking about it, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Okay, let's do it." And then, like, you know, a few weeks later, we actually got together. And he's like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna shoot our first podcast." I'm like, "Cool." And so, like, my first experience with the podcast was like in my car on my phone talking like this. Uh-huh. And so I kind of figured, like, "Oh, it should be similar. We're just gonna talk <laughs> through our phones, <laughs> or you know, something, you know." But then we come home, like, like there's light, there's a camera. Like, do I gotta look good? Like, I gotta look good now. I gotta dress up, and I can't just show up. Yo, and dude's been dripping on the show too. That's like, tight, man. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, sound like it's a bad thing. Like, man, I gotta wear my nice shirt. God, I gotta take a shower. Oh man, like I just wanted to talk on like a microphone and no one to see me. And yet the one that's been killing it. 
I mean, I have it. Might as well wear it. That's true. That's true. Sorry. But yeah. Carry us real quick. Carry. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, the one book we all read, uh, it was really interesting just kind of like with the process of like a digital book. And one thing I did learn reading your stuff, okay, and you said it's one sitting. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I have a really short attention span when it comes to reading. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really do. And so like one of my questions for you, like you're a writer. Does that like does reading and writing go hand in hand? Like, do you and do you enjoy reading just as much as you enjoy writing? I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I really don't enjoy writing. Yeah, like, and that's why I tell people it's something that mm-hmm. I would do even if I did, if, even if I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Like, I've been doing it since I was a teenager. Yeah, you know, like if I have journals, some of that stuff that I that I publish, like one of the the poem her, mm-hmm. I think I wrote that maybe like years ago, like yeah. 2012 maybe. You know, and and it's just like. It, like I was telling Daisy, it wasn't until like I had like a really hard shroom trip and I'm like, man, I'm like a really great writer. But, yeah. Like no one, no one's ever going to know this if no one reads it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm like, yeah. I got I to start releasing this stuff, yeah. you know. So I love reading. Like I, I enjoy reading. Like I can read all day. Like you asked me about my favorite books. We can I can have a whole podcast about that. Yeah. But when it comes to writing, it's just something I have to do. And then it wasn't until... It was a combination of I went to I had this room trip and then I kind of I went to like a workshop and kind of got an idea of how other people approach writing. And then I got introduced into self-publishing and kind of when I seen that, it was kind of game over. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, if I can do it myself, like why, why am I going to wait for anybody yeah. else? I like that, though. Like we all have a gift that we need to share. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like what brings us out of it. What is going to drag it out of us to go out and like share that gift that we have? Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. But you did answer my question yeah you if you do like reading so it's like it does help with your writing yeah right? it goes hand in hand I, I will say that the more i read the more it makes everything um like uh like tangible like i i read somebody's work and i'm like oh man like that's great work don't get me wrong but i can write something just as good as that or i feel like or there's times where i feel like my writing is better yeah, yeah you know and that i don't know if that's just like my arrogance or what but that also helps with when I'm reading, I kind of get an idea. And then also just structure. You kind of see how other people write stories and then you kind of get a feel for how your rhythm goes and all that. Kind of like podcasting. I'm yeah. sure you watch other podcasters and kind of mm-hmm. get a feel for how like how they carry the convo yeah. and how like, they kind of get a rhythm. And you just kind of start off trying to mim- mimic them some way. And then in that process, you kind of find your own rhythm. That's uh, one thing I did like about a lot of uh, your stories that I read. Like I like the structure of it. Mm-hmm. And it just it was it was structured out to where it was easy to read and i kind of like i guess maybe just because the way you published it too mm-hmm. it was just it was i felt like it was easy to read and i'm not i'm a good reader but i just don't have that attention span maybe because i have four kids and that's that that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what i was aiming for i was yeah. kind of aiming to because i mean i tell everybody the same thing like the people that i've known for a long time that have known that i've been writing they're gonna support me no matter what like yeah. right now and i know that you know i can drop anything and they're gonna purchase it because they just love me like that and i appreciate that don't get me wrong but i'm aiming for like someone like you that doesn't read you know someone that wouldn't casually sit down and read something you know because that's the reason uh they they get shorter than that like that one is probably the longest project that i have like the the most recent one it's literally like and i kind of got the the idea from captions on just instagram like just being able to fit more information on there where whereas somebody wouldn't uh, you know, read the whole project, but they'll read a caption. 
you right, know, and just right, because it's just right. in their head, it's just shorter, yeah, yeah. you know, but I can still get a story in there. I can still get information. And then from off of that, I kind of seen a lot of feedback. So then I just made the last project just a lot shorter. So just kind of get more people to sit down and read it. See, and I have, I have a short attention span too, <laughs> yeah. but I was not able to put that down. Yeah. Like I took a 15 minute break. <laughs> Wink, wink. <laughs> at work. <laughs> at work. <laughs> like, <laughs> she muted her phone. <laughs> I'm away on emails. <laughs> I was like, my phone's not disturbed. <laughs> I was in the office, though. I just want to clarify. Wait. My coworkers won't watch this. Anyway, so uh, I took my 15 minute break, and then I looked at the clock, and I was like, oh, it's past 15 minutes. Do I want to put... No, no, I do not. <laughs> I just kept going. <laughs> and it really, like, it hooked. And I could not put it down to the very end. Yeah. And, like, I told him that, you know, whenever I finished it, and it and it finished with her, yeah. legit started crying. My coworkers, my coworkers are used to me, like... Randomly <laughs> 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 crying. They're like, no. She she they just cried again. Uh, <laughs> she always does this on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> time of the month is it so, <laughs> so uh you know i started tearing up and i was like oh my god i'm gonna print this bitch right now <laughs> and that's what i told him and i was like i'm gonna print it i don't think you can do that what do what i can print it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you can she asked she asked but that's why i didn't think about that that would have been funny, <laughs> that been funny. Like, hey, i'm gonna have to send a cc <laughs> He'll be hearing from his lawyer just yeah, let you know. <laughs> so then I put it on my workspace and I was like, that's, it really touched me. Go so ahead. I'm super interested because you, you already mentioned one of the, I want to start getting like into the actual stories and yeah. like, uh, some of the specific like chapters and sure, or, sure. or short stories in, in the uh, book. Um, and you mentioned her already and tell me like detail us out your experience, uh, reading her and, uh, kind of like your reaction to it. Why did you print it out? Like what, what about it mm -hmm. stuck to you so, so much? You know, one of the things that I struggle with the most personally is feeling misunderstood. Like, um, I'm to this day, it's really hard for me to find somebody that can understand me or how I feel about certain things. And so, and I'm one, you know, I, I've mentioned it before, although it doesn't seem like it on here, right? But, I mean, it's only, like, four of us. I have social anxiety. That's a real thing. Um, I am, I am like, really awkward in person whenever I hang out with people. Like, it takes me a little bit to, like, kind of loosen up. Mm -hmm. So, whenever I was reading that, and, you know, and I've been hurt before. So, when he goes into, um, he's just, she's basically doing what was done to her. Right. Like he doesn't take it as she's being a hoe like anybody else would have taken it. Right. And then I'm reading that. And then about the stretch marks, because, you know, that's one of my biggest insecurities, even right now in my weight loss journey. And I'm at the gym. And whenever I practice my my shoulder shrug, shrugs on the dead hangs, I take off my shirt because I want to see my back progress and my arm progress. And when I do that, my stretch marks are seen, you know, and be, whereas before I would feel super insecure, and I was like, well, I don't want to wear my sports bra like all these other women, despite my weight loss, because, you know, my stretch marks, right? And then, so when I read that, um, I think that was when it first hit me, but, I mean, then again, it is like the third line, right? Mm -hmm. And 
I'm thinking to myself, I was like, man, to hear a man's perspective saying it's okay. Like it's, it's, it's not, you're not ugly for it. And if anything, it shows that you carried a human inside of you. That was a really good line. And I was like, <laughs> that's where I started to turn up right there. <laughs> right at the beginning. And then, um, I just felt understood, which is insane. Right. Because I mean, he didn't write it for me. I mean, he just wrote right. it a long time ago. Right. But as I'm reading it to feel understood as a woman who is healing and who has gone through so much trauma relationship wise and it just felt good. And I think that's why it got to me from a woman's perspective. It's like, you know, those are the type of things that any woman wants to hear from a man, like someone to tell her, tell her, you know, like I understand why you do the things you do. Like, um, and I think that's what I imagine, like a man telling me, I understand why you don't talk to people. I understand why you're socially awkward or why you have a wall up, you know, um, I understand why you have insecurities, but you know, to me, you're beautiful the way you are. Damn, I'm about to tear up again. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy out. That's, nice. <laughs> That's all I can handle today. <laughs> no, that was, I really appreciate that. Serious that, that. That's very nice. I'm, I'm glad that it was able to uh, make you feel that. You know, that's nice. Super awesome. Okay, so now she was already. T- she's 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 sitting here saying like he. Well, he didn't write this for me, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now I want to get into your head a little bit. Like, what you said, you wrote this a long time ago, years ago. Yeah, I wrote when? it probably like, and even when I because I posted it on Instagram just as I've, I, I like I said I've been writing for a long time, and then there's there's um, moments where I'll go through old journals, and then I'll find stuff, and then I'll pick from that and kind of try to create something from there. Mm-hmm. And um, that I remember, I started writing it thinking of my mom. But then I also started writing it, thinking of all the women in my life, my mom, my sister, girls I dated, the girls I was dating at the time, uh, aunts, you know, and um, I kind of grew over time. And because even it, like I have the original paper, it's like scratch stuff. I'm like adding stuff here and there. So it was something that I didn't I, I never felt it was done until I like kind of published. Well, it was around the time where I was like, you know, I want to put something else on here. Like I got short stories. Um, like I've, I wanted to do like a, like a poem, but at the same time, I've always felt that poems had to rhyme and I'm like, mm, I don't want, I don't want it to go that route. Like, I feel like it kind of gets into the whole rapping and doing verses. So I'm just like, you know what, let me see if I can find something that, that still fits. And I came across that and I'm like, oh yeah, this, this is definitely it. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is it. And I just... I just read. I don't, I don't even think I, I reworded it. I think I just had the way I wrote it like that is the way it was on the paper. Yeah, and I just you know transcribed it to typing it up, and then that's how that's how I ended up publishing it. That's super fucking cool. I got like a whole bunch of like little bullshit poems or whatever that my teachers would be like, <laughs> like, oh my god, you're such a good writer, Adrian. You know, a- I mean, you'd, a- you'd be surprised. You you think they're bullshit, but then like you show them to other people, and you're like, man, they <laughs> they hear. <laughs> Bring them. <laughs> you, know, you say that because like I wrote a poem once. Did you? Yeah. And like, did it rhyme? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I wrote a poem once, and uh, like, I was like, it was in at at, at sunset, and they, they were doing kind of like a like kind of similar to what you did, but like with short stories, mm. just from students and like poems and like stuff like that. And so like I submitted it, and I'm like, here, I wrote this. 
And they, they actually put it in the book. I was like, oh, that's tight, man. That makes yeah. you a public <laughs> author. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> public <laughs> author. You're a public <laughs> author, bro. And, and I was like, like well, you already put that in there. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't let nobody read that. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to still Jan's shine like that? He writes a bunch of stuff. I wrote one thing. <laughs> I'm over here like I got poems in the bag. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't bring them out though. You could have read one poem. Like at one point, like that was something I would, I thought I wanted to do was write. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed writing, and whenever mm-hmm. I would like when I was taking courses like at uh, Eastfield and even at um, uh, I say Mount Auburn. <laughs> Mountain View. <laughs> Mountain View. Y'all know. Mount, Mount Auburn's elementary school in East Dallas. Oh, oh actually, <laughs> actually, all my family, like with all the Zermenos, uh-huh. all went to Mount Auburn. Like my aunts, my uncles. So, yeah, Mount, Mountain View. Mountain View. <laughs> you can do it again. But yeah, I, I, I actually wanted to write for a while. Like I enjoyed yeah. writing. I enjoyed doing like the whole process of like writing out like essays and stuff like that. But just. And see, for me, it was the writing, but I wanted to do photojournalism. Um, so, you know, in middle school and high school, I did newspaper among all everything else I did. But when I was doing the newspaper in high school, I got really into it and I loved, I, I I imagined myself working for national geographic. Like that's how delusional I was, which is great to be delusional. It's not delusional. Be delusional. It's not delusional. You want to have the most aspirations. That's what they're saying. Like, you know, it's good to be. To aim for greatness, yeah. right? So I was stuck on that idea. I was like, I love taking photos, and I love writing, but I'm not a creative writer. I'm more of a factual writer. And I was like, oh, man, one day, National Ge- Geographic, one day. And then uh, I don't know what happened to that Daisy. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> she left long, so long ago. I wanted to work for ESPN writing, like, uh, sports. Of course you yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you heard of Hunter F. Thompson? No, bro. He uh, have you seen um the one with Johnny Depp and Benicio Tito, uh, the, the Vegas um loathing fear and loathing in Las Vegas? No, I, I so it's based, Johnny Depp's in it and uh, not Benicio is it not but yeah it is Benicio del Toro he's the actor yeah. right? Okay, it, it, Guillermo del Toro is which is which is the director? Guillermo del Toro is the uh, the director. Okay, so but Benicio del Toro acts too. he acts too. Yeah. So yeah. the this is the one that's just strictly the actor. He was on okay. Sicario. Benicio, yeah. Yeah. Well, him him and Johnny Depp. Uh, well, he plays a writer, a writer, a actual, a actual writer, yeah. and um he that writer was an actual writer for ESPN. Like bro, he would do all kinds of crazy drugs and they would send them on these um these these news reports and he would they knew that he was going to be intoxicated and yeah. they just gave him the money to do so and he <laughs> would he would you know be on those drugs and he would write those pieces and they would publish those pieces and he I know he um he got real famous for following Nixon during his whole Watergate scandal okay. he followed like pretty much that whole thing and I think he was actually in the um like at the hotel when that whole thing happened, yeah, yeah. but he's a very crazy writer and he wrote for ESPN. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty wild. He's a, yeah, he was a very, um, just that's, from some of the stuff that I read that he did, he's he's crazy. That's yeah. back when ESPN was credible. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> when they were about sports. <laughs> <Whole other> topic. <laughs> no, it's all just bullshit yelling at each other. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So so her, I, I agree. It's super, super duper awesome uh there's there's one that i know everybody's kind of like itching to get at here but before we get to that text message breakup is mm-hmm. one that kind of caught my eye caught my attention i thought it was really creative at least from my perspective what i read and what i like uh what i thought you were doing mm-hmm. during that but can you explain what text message breakup is like 
explain it to somebody that that doesn't never even read it, doesn't know what what is the story. Like the way I, the way I would describe it, it's funny because I would describe it as a I wouldn't describe it as a text message breakup, even though that's the title. I really describe it more as a text message relationship, right. and then I would just tell people I would always um I would just explain it the way like a relationship within text messages, you know, and you just kind of go back and forth, back and forth, and it just kind of goes from the beginning and then to the end, unfortunately. Now, are, is there a back and forth exchange, or are these all from like one no, perspective? These are these are back and forth. Okay, back and okay. forth. So that's why I, I kind of placed them like side by, you know, on gotcha. opposite ends okay, to kind of create okay. like the whole aspect of a conversation. But but it's funny because it works also like that too, in a sense right. of just one one whole piece as well. Which, not that I was aiming for that, but I understood that it works like that as well. So let me let me tell you how like what what I read and what was happening in my mind, and maybe I missed a detail somewhere that like would have given me what what you're mm. talking about but whenever i was reading it i was reading and and the way it looks for me is just like it's just up and down it's just up and down so oh, okay it's okay, not okay. actually going so the way i read this was those are all of your messages mm-hmm. right the the reader's perspective messages mm-hmm. and all the messages that are coming in are supposed to be on this side but they're skipped mm-hmm. so now i'm just reading this person I I miss whatever the other person's saying, and then Just I read one, that, that one person replying okay, to okay. that thing or whatever. Okay. And so whenever I read it like that, it, it's like almost like a a um, the way it sounded to me is like this person that, like you said, getting into a relationship. Uh, I don't want nothing serious, and then you know, kind of like now we're dating. Yeah, then it's like, a, a relationship, right? Relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. In in my head, this could all be one person's perspective mm-hmm. as they're like going through the first day to the week the first weeks through the mm-hmm. first months and then now they're like in this relationship like in in and they're you know it's just kind of like their responses and it it was just crazy to me because i was reading it and i was like holy shit like it's not exactly relatable right because like i'm married i've been married mm-hmm. for like 11 years or something like that but congratulations that's a nice amount of time thank you <laughs> uh but so, so like some of the stuff in there, it, it was relatable up to a certain point where like I felt like things were starting to get rocky. And to mm-hmm. me, the way this ended is kind of like, well, I'm just here now. Like mm-hmm. this is just what it is. Like I'm, I'm in this relationship. I might yeah, again. I misread it, obviously. Right? It, it, it's kind of more like, in the bigger picture, still like regardless, it's no happy ending though. And that that's right. kind of what I try to get at with everything. It's mm-hmm. This just doesn't have a happy ending regardless, right. you know, like yeah. n- none of those stories do really like right. it, well, none of those stories do period. You know what I'm saying? Which ones? On that whole project, none of those oh. have a happy ending. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know if you found one, but <laughs> I made up one. <laughs> I like, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah for, we'll sure, for sure. <laughs> You're almost up to bed. Well, I, you know what? With the text message breakup, I, you read it like it was one, but I read it like if they were going back and forth. Me too. Okay. okay. But it just, I even did. though they weren't like, Mm-hmm. Like this, mm-hmm. I read it like that. They were just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's gotcha. the way I took it. That one was really interesting too. Just kind of like reading it like that. And I'm just like, I guess kind of like when I'm, I'm thinking of like the way it is nowadays, like people do have just like relationships over Ugh. text messages yeah. or they Definitely. just have like almost like <laughs> social media relationships and it's not like really in person yeah. anymore. And so I thought that was pretty relatable with the way things are going now. Like I always tell my son, like, like dude, you're always on your phone. Like, Get out and talk to people. Like interact, interact, interact. and it's just kind of that reminded mm-hmm. me of a conversation I've had with him. Like, dude, I need you to interact, and like I know it's fun to be on games and do stuff. But, like, you need to do it's more. It's easier. Than just, it, That's what it comes down to. It the is reason easier. why these um, relationships—it's easy and 
it's um, when it doesn't work out, because unfortunately, a lot of people start these uh, dating, talking situationships with the end in mind. Oh, well, this isn't going to go very far. So then they don't put too much effort. And therefore, when you go through this text message relationship, it's a lot easier whenever it gets down to the very end, like in this story, where he's like, maybe next week, maybe next week, maybe next weekend. Yeah, we could just be friends. It's because, you know, you didn't spend that quality time in person with somebody. And Jen and I were just talking about this, I think, earlier today about communication and that a lot of people lack communication skills. And, and, you know, text messaging is not communication skills. That's, I don't see that as communication skills because it can be up for a misinterpretation. 100%. You know, if you haven't hung out with me in person, I can say something via text message and mean it one way, but based on you, the way you have grown up, what life has taught you, whatever emotional intelligence level you're at, you can take it a whole other way. You know, and... And it goes back to the beginning Every where I said... Daisy texts me, I was like, why is she yelling at me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some times where I'll text my best friend, Cynthia, and then, like, after the fact, I'm like, oh, shit, huh? I'm not mad. <laughs> 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 you know, like, I yeah. have to be clear. And and I have some friends that they know how I communicate, mm-hmm. so they don't they don't take it to the ass. They're like, oh, that's just Daisy being Daisy. Yeah. And then, like, anybody else is like, damn, she's being a bitch. No, she... She's such a sweetheart. Like, this is how she meant it. <laughs> <laughs> That's also why I like, like, the voice clips. You can send voice clips now. Yeah. No, that is true. Yeah, that definitely helps. I love sure. sending voice clips. She does. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to I'm she like, will. I'm a bad texter, so I'm just going to send you a voice clip, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be there in, like, five years or something like that where I'm comfortable doing something like that. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, I'm going to send it on IG. Huh? Oh no! Fuck that! Never mind. Never. Are you not team iPhone? You're not team iPhone. That's crazy. I'll send you voice memos on Instagram. Huh? I'll send you voice memos on Instagram. I think you have before. Yeah, I, I think you laughed one because time. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm so fucking um, uh, social media stupid, right? There's a button on Instagram that is a vo- uh, video call button. And I always think it's a like oh, attach boy. a picture oh. button. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's I'll be funny. I'll be sitting there like just trying to it. attach a picture or whatever, and I just like duke, and then it's like <laughs> oh, shit, oh, shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I think it's crazy that you can't accidentally just call somebody anymore. Like it just pulls up on the screen and everything. Like you, back then, you just oh my bad, nothing right. ever popped up. Now right. it's like right. it's right, it's right the there. The second, like, right? Uh, yeah. So you got now you gotta go through the embarrassment. My bad, bro. I just that was an accident. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? I didn't mean to call you. My bad. I know it's been three months. I still haven't yeah, called like, you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you up though. <laughs> But um, I, that's why I like the voice memos though, because you can hear my tone. Yeah. So then you'll know. Oh, she's laughing. There goes the ha ha. You know, like sh- she's not upset. Gotcha. <laughs> Always, yeah. I remember when like ba- Daisy sent a voice memo to like play it now, and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and that, it'd be like. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh did y'all all go through that? <laughs> that's funny. I always forget where my 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 uh, volume is. So I'm just like I connect just my, my connects to my car automatically, so I always turn mine down because uh, I'm not fucking blast <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> not because of me. <laughs> I'm trying to wake up like that. Um, 
So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna reread it. Oh, uh, definitely. As definitely. you know, yeah. the, the way it was intended, mm-hmm. um, and and see if I. But I, uh, so I can see it the way you did it, where it's just like one sided. Go read it again yeah. like that, and yeah. and you know, just tell me what y'all. y'all so thought. I understood it a little different than both of you, which is oh. really funny because it's like three different perspectives. You understood it as that one pers- perspective. He understood it as back and forth. The way I understood it, where at the beginning. It was back and forth, but towards the end, it was him by himself. Uh, That's how I understood it. Like, it's more of a, okay, so now at the end, it's that one-sided, you know, like carrying the relationship, right? Or trying to Mm, carry, trying to revive this dead relationship. And I think it it goes back to projection. Like, I'm really big about uh, whenever someone's upset at me, I think to myself, okay, you're not really upset at me. You're upset at yourself. Like, you're projecting right now. Yeah, yeah. So then whenever I was reading that, I thought to myself... You suck and you know it. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. It's not me, it's you. You're, you're tripping. I'm you're just tripping. saying... <laughs> so, as I'm reading that, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I'm projecting. You know, like, I'm the guy at the very end. <laughs> like, doing the effort, trying to revive a dead relationship. So that's the way I took it. Did you, gotcha. oh, you never responded to my thing I sent you. Uh, the Pokemon joke. Where I it's love like, Pokemon. What joke? Where it's like, a, it's a star, you and star me. And like, star me is like, hey, we got to talk. I'm like, oh, everything okay? And they're like, no, it's not star you, it's star me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I see did. that fucking message. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Yes. I'm going to so send it next time. Um, <laughs> so, last quick thing on text messaging. It actually made me curious to go back and look at me and my wife's messages. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as far back as I could go or whatever. And just kind of see, like, what they look like. But only, like, because I read it the way I read it. Only look at my side. Mm-hmm. And see, like, what, you know, because then I'm like. Maybe I can get like a feeling for like what I was feeling like at that moment that day whenever I sent that message or whatever. It ended up just being a bunch of cat pictures, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that, that's a Random. that's a yeah. It's hard to get out, get out it's something deep and like oh, it's just cat. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. We, commu- we communicate through cat videos, <laughs> but that means that they communicate in person. Yeah. See. That is true. See, where it matters. See, I, I'm anytime we're texting, I feel like it. This text is versus a call. I call right away. Me too. Yeah. And people don't like that. Why? I nah. still love talking on the phone. Me too. I, I hate I, text messages. Okay, well, let me take that back. I don't really like talking on the phone, but like whenever I feel, I hate wasting my time. Yeah. Time is money. So if I feel like I'm communicating with somebody, it's like, oh no, we keep, we're not understanding each other. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why um, I prefer a text message, but to be clearer and not waste. I hundred percent prefer a phone call. Yeah. yeah. So I've been doing Me it right too. with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hundred percent prefer a phone. I call. I call. I call both of my Adrians once a day. This Adrian <laughs> and then my brother Adrian. Hi, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he was like today. I think he told me he was like, hey, like if I, if you ever feel like I'm calling you too much, just let me know, man. <laughs> oh, you can call me. <laughs> Boundaries, it's nice good thing. to know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. Andrew. 
So yeah, one of my favorite stories. I think it was all of our favorite. We all enjoyed it. It was definitely my favorite story. It was it was my favorite too. But the the Frankenstein Valentine. Oh, awesome! I like that's one. I I couldn't put it down. I actually read it twice. Oh, nice. <laughs> because I enjoyed it so much, I was like, "Man, I gotta get like a second feel of this." I want to know what you, I want. I really want to know what everybody thinks on the ending of this one. Thank like, you. I really, really, really want to know. I really want to know the so, ending. So, I personally mm-hmm. loved the ending. Yeah. What, what do you What do you think? What, do, you, do you think that was a happy ending? Uh, totally, hundred percent, hundred percent happy ending. Why? Well, okay. So one, so it gave me when I was watching, when I was reading, it gave me the feel of two movies. One was her. Have you seen her? I've seen her. So it kind of like kind of that whole, I guess, kind of creating somebody for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it gave me the feels of, uh, have you seen 500 Days of Summer? Oh, bro. Yes. I love 500 <laughs> I Days love, of Summer. I, the reality expectations, probably one of my favorite movie. scenes of all time. And so <laughs> like. Really good movie, bro. Really good movie. <laughs> you, you okay. haven't seen it? No. Yeah, watch. It's good. Yeah, it's okay. a really, it's really, really good, good movie, bro. It's really good. Uh, it's one of my favorite, like, kind of like, I guess it's rom-com. But it's on one of my top, it's on my top five film list, period, just because yeah. of the way, the way it's oh, directed, shit. like, yeah. the way it's shot. Like, it, it, it's, it's a really good shot film. very well. Damn. And the storytelling. Really Definitely going to watch that Man, movie. Man, that's it's a really good movie. Like, I didn't expect rom-com and then top five movie. No, it's, 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 it's like, it has some really good scenes. Do you it. consider it a rom-com? I, I mean. Bro, that's a very dark rom-com. It's a very dark rom-com. It has like romantic, it has romantic stuff, it has funny stuff. So I'm like, oh, I kind of like a rom-com. But I can see where it's dark, but like at the same time, like, like for me, it's kind of like, it's a love story, but it's kind of like a self-love story. Like you got to learn how to love yourself before you go out. I like that. Before you go out I like how you compare it to the, to the, I mean, to the story too, because honestly, I don't think. I don't think that actually came up when um, when I was writing that. Like, I don't think that came into my like. It wasn't like something I inspired it off of. But yeah. now that you say it, it definitely you yeah. know meets that, especially and, her. And so like, um, so at the ending, right? So he's so he had his first date, initial date, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like his perfect kind of like dream girl, right? And it's like, man, it's so perfect. He's like, and he wants it to go so well. And he's like, man, I hope she feels the same way. And at the end, like, she kind of doesn't. Because she's like, oh, well, like, we're done. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the end of your trial. Like, we're done. So it's kind of like his dream girl really didn't really connect with him, even though he made her to be It's just what, what he thought he wanted. Yeah, exactly yeah. what he thought he wanted. <clears throat> and so that's why I thought that Hindi was happy, because, like, we all dream of this perfect person, but the person we get in real mm-hmm. life is real. And it's the person we connect with. And it's a person that's, like, for us. And like the dream person we made up's not really for us because we made them up to be perfect, and it's like relationships are perfect. Mm-hmm. And so like you feel and you fit in with a person that like connects with you, feels you, and like kind of like reciprocates towards you like what you want. And so at the end he's like, man, like I didn't really pay for this package, but like, hey, she's actually coming in. Like she wants to stay the night with me, and it's just like for me it's like. Like what else you can ask for? Well, mm-hmm. he didn't find out till like right at the end. Right, right. At the end. he thought that was his yeah. date. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but the thing is, like, you think it is, so you like you want to be, I guess, your best best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And this person like saw your best version of yourself and was like, "Hey, I dig you. Let, like, let's continue mm-hmm. doing this thing." And it's just like his perfect person didn't really. So whenever I think like of a perfect like my perfect dream girl. Now, I also got to think, okay, like, this is the perfect person I think that I would want to be with. Now, in turn, like, who do I got to become 
to match up with this person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because this version of myself is not going to match up with the dream person. And so it just that's the way I saw it. Awesome. I like and that. So, I like that. Like, that's why I thought like it was a happy ending because like, like in the movie in uh, Fight of Day Summer where the guy is like, like when he pictured his dream, we were like, oh, I think she'd have a bigger rack and like, you know, she'd be mm-hmm. this. And he's like, but Robin, Robin's better than my dream girl because she's real. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's a very good film. It's a very good film. And so, like, that's. <laughs> I mean, Not but, even close. That, but even at that, like, that has nothing to do with the film. Yeah. Like, it has nothing it's, to do with the film. It's just like, like a little a, outtake of the film. Mm-hmm. It's not. So, it's, it's like a spoiler or anything. But it's just like, at the end of that story, I'm just like, oh, man, like, he found his real girl and, like, not mm-hmm. his dream girl. I, I will say the movie that. Well, the idea that inspired that, have you seen uh, Endless, Internal, Internal oh, Sunshine of the Spotless oh, I Mind? I love that movie. So, That's the, a great movie. Once again. What the fuck movie was that? Uh, <laughs> Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind. With it's Jim, with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I don't know the other, the other girl. The other girl's yeah. from, uh, the other girl's from Titanic. That's her? That's oh, her. Oh, damn. That's her. Nice. It's also, there's a song I like because of her name, Clementine. Mm-hmm. There's a song I like, it's called Clementine. I didn't know that either. It's by Sarah Jaffe. You know Sarah Jaffe? I, I know. I know Sarah Jaffe. Sarah Jaffe, yeah. Clementine. Oh, it's, so it reminds me of the film mm-hmm. too. Uh, uh, Eternal. Sun. That's a good dude. You know, watch out. I like. I like the the director. Yeah. Can you say his name? What's that name? Charlie Kaufman, I believe. The director. The director of the writer. The director of the writer of the film. It says director Michael Gondry and the, and the writer. A story by Charlie Kaufman. Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. So he's he's a very good um he's a he's a great screenwriter. Yeah. So I and I, I like screenwriting. That's kind of how I started writing. I started actually. I, oh, I take that back. I started writing sh- like little pieces of stuff here and there. And then one day, some guy put it in my head. He was like, yo, bro, you should try to write a movie. And I'm like, well, how do I even write that? So then I got on YouTube, started doing YouTube University like everybody else and kind of trying to see what's up. Well, Charlie Kaufman, he's a very good screenwriter. And he, he said his inspiration for that movie was um, imagine receiving a letter from somebody that's saying they're going to wipe their whole memory of you. Like just that that was that's what's that was a seed to that story. <clears throat> so then that kind of had me thinking like, damn, like. Okay, imagine if you can go create the person you want. Like that'd be pretty cool. And then that's where it started from. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I was I was taking that the a sci-fi a sci-fi romantic approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but okay, I got like the 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 I guess the concept or the seed to it. And then I started thinking, okay, well, you get to build who you want, but what if you build who you want and it's not who you want? You know? Right. And I, okay, I get that. I'm like, okay, well. What if you then it started changing tomorrow? What if you you get what you want, but it's not what you want, and then you think you get what you want, but it's not it's not what you wanted, but you ended up liking it, you know? And I'm just like, okay, well, let me kind of go with that, you know? And then I just kind of started piecing the story together in my head. I think the first scene that the first thing that I came to me was a commercial, and that's why I started off with that. You know, I just really? thought it was, it was so cheesy and so corny, but at the same time, you're thinking like because it's like an old old you know. It, you know what? Honestly, that drew me in instantly because, yes. like, I started reading, and like, I was there already, kind of like with 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 the main character. I'm like, you know, right. And then that's kind of what I was aiming for. I wanted to kind of give it like a like a sci-fi feel, but at the same time, not like futuristic stuff flying around. You know, like I wanted like when I um, envisioned the person going into a place, building this person, I was envisioning like Sam's. 
like Costco. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. I wasn't okay. thinking nothing futuristic. You know, like those little screens on everything, like a little stock market screen showing, like when people when people's dates are coming up and stuff like that. So, it, it I, I try to create like a a big world, yeah. but with like small scenery. You. You know, it, 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 fucking nailed it. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I really appreciate that. It really, really because I was just like right in that shit. Like it, thank the you, thank whole you. time, the, it was like I was right there. You, in the room you should when, make that into a movie. Well, that that one that was, was kind of yeah. like um like Black Mirror inspired. Like I, yeah. I, a lot of people would tell me that my stuff is like it, it makes them feel like Black Mirror, like gives them them Black oh, Mirror okay, vibes, okay. Yeah. you know. Black Mirror is a good, yeah, good show. And, and, and I like it. Don't get me wrong. And but I'll be honest, like I didn't think of that when writing this. You know, I don't. I don't really right. think of TV shows and writing like stuff that I'm writing. It's really more. I think of a line, or I think uh, like for example, for that I was just like, what if you can create the person you want like from scratch? But I'm like, well, then you. But what if you don't like them? You know, like what if you make this person you think you want, and then you make them, and it's like they're perfect, but they're not perfect for you. And that's kind of where that's where that that idea started from. So that's kind of where most of my ideas start from. Like everything just starts from either a little line or a little idea, and it just kind of grows. And then once it kind of grows to something that I feel is um, too big to have in my head, I put it on paper. And then, like and then and I let it yeah. grow on paper oh, too. I love that. So many yeah. ideas just oh, go to is, nothingness. It's just like yeah. that. That's. It's just about, I guess, nurturing, nurturing your creative, your, you know, being creative. You know, you don't want to just, you don't want to force anything. Yeah. And that's kind of another reason why I slow down, like dropping material. Like, I, I don't ever like to brag about the money I made doing that because I'll be honest, I donated everything. Like every, every dollar that I made from that, every check that I got from that, I donated everything. I either gave it to um, a foundation, which is Passos for Oak Cliff, that buys them I shoes. Love yeah, they're real cool people, bro. Nice. Real cool I people. I donate to them as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, they're, bro, they, I love what they do and it's like, I always tell myself, man, I wish I can do that. And they're doing it. So I'm like, why not just support them? You know, so that's why I did that. And then the other ones, I was just buying a bunch of stuff for a wish list for teachers. You know, I was just like, hey, mm -hmm. tell me your wish list. I'll buy whatever, oh, yeah, you know, that, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever I got, whatever yeah, money yeah, I got yeah. from that, I was just buying stuff for everybody. So, like, I, I'm not doing it for the money. You know, I was doing it for just dropping material. But then I felt like, like all that material out of those four anthologies, I want to say three of them had probably been in my uh, computer for like years, like four or five years, six years, you know, some pieces even older than that, you know, and I still have other stuff that I haven't dropped that I go back. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can make that into something better. So I kind of slowed down because I really want to nurture what I'm dropping now. But, but more importantly, I want to do something physical. Like I want my next project, like I want my next project to be physical and I want it to lead up to a board game. Like that's legit what I want to work board on. Board game? Yeah, oh, board shit. game. Really? Yeah. Okay, so explain Intrigued. that to me. Well, just like kind of short, it like I I, I was um, trying to come up with a combination of like Monopoly and life, but real life, not the game life. But I also wanted to kind of incorporate like Oak Cliff and stuff that's going on. And I really, really wanted to be heavily in, um, influenced okay. with gentrification. So I'm like, that's what I'm going to call it, gentrification. Like that's the name of the game. And what I'm what I'm trying to do right now, because you know I had to do that whole stuff with the Oak Cliff, with West Oak Cliff. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can get the plans to that what they're trying to do, and then incorporate that into the game. Mm -hmm. So there's this thing called um zines where you drop like um, it's like self-published, you know, kind of more indie stuff that you kind of just make at home and you release it. So I want to take that to the next level and just kind of make it more nicer, you know, have something hand printed, um, but. I want it. I want to drop the board game in waves. For example, I want to drop the zine that's gonna have the rules. So first, you just get this zine, and you're like, "Man, what are the the rules for?" Like whatever. And then I want to drop the pieces. 
you know, the pieces for the board game. That's like, okay. okay, like I get it, you know, and then just kind of drop stuff. And then by the end of it, say, okay, look, I got this board game together, you know, and then now you can buy the board, you got the pieces, or if you haven't bought any of it, I'll just sell the whole package together. Because right. I, I recently right. got into vinyl printing. So I want to, I, I can, it, like, for example, if I had everything ready, I can print the cover, slap it on the on the cardboard, and then print the labels on top and make it all look like a legit game, you know? Right. And that's kind of what I'm aiming for. I want to combine, like, life and monopoly and just call it gentrification. And that that's kind of, like, my... My big idea or my high concept that I have right now. Gotcha. And but even though it has nothing to do with writing per se, it is something that you know I'm trying to work on still. You know, yeah. try to create well, something. Yeah, just as a creative. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, that's super on, fucking cool. That is, that is cool. fucking yeah. awesome. But I'm still stuck on the idea. Like when it's too big in my head, I just got I gotta get it out. Like mm-hmm. right, I'm, right, right. That's mind blowing to me because like I always have ideas for stuff, and it's just like I never been able enough to like get them out. Use your notepad on your Well, phone. see, um, what I do is I go to um, Prayer... What, what do we call it? Prayer Hill? Mountain. Prayer Hill? Oh, prayer yeah. Hill. <laughs> it's Prayer Mountain, but oh, it's, about it's yeah. not yeah. Yeah. Prayer Hill. <laughs> it's a hill, yeah. There's no mountain. <laughs> not to Andrew's standards. <laughs> it's like the highest point or something, right? It's like the highest point in Dallas. I get like, it. Uh, <laughs> Adrian's it's like right. You can look up there like, <laughs> Oh shit, they're daisy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I, I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> I guess it looks nice at night. I mean, <laughs> like I can survive this. Hell yeah, it's nice at night because I'll go in there and I'll be in my in the little swings and mm-hmm. I'm just swinging and then I'll look at the at the. Um, Gotta kind of climb a tree so you can see it a little higher. I don't, I've never climbed trees before. <laughs> There's so many damn trees you can't even. Really, you have like one area to see to look at. Yeah, everything only else one is just trees. Yeah, everything yeah. is everything else is just trees. So what I do though, the creative process that um, kind of like we're talking about right now is that I'll go to either Prayer Mountain or I'll go to a trail, and I'll take my journal with me. And then if I go to the trails, I'll go where there's water because I'm, I'm attracted to water. And I'll go there and I'll take off my shoes, take off my socks, and I'll put my feet in the water. And then I just let it all out. And, like, I write it all out. And um, But I have to remove myself from everything in order for me to be able to just lay it all out. Um, like, even whenever I went through my goals and objectives for my own personal life and my five-year plan, I, I I started off at uh, Cedar Hill State Park, and I went to one of the ponds, and then I ended up at Prairie Mountain. Like, I took all day yeah. typing out, I mean, writing out my five-year plan, and it's something that is, um, you know, concrete. Like, okay, this is it, Daisy. And I know that eventually, like, as I evolve as a person, my five-year plan may evolve, but it was the whole creative outlet. Like, I had to remove myself from all distractions. Yeah. I think that's something I need to learn how to do is how to, like, project out my creativity. I think there's some creativity in me, but it's just like, I don't know. I felt like it was always kind of suppressed with something or I suppressed it with something and just kind of like. You're afraid of your own greatness. Oh, that might be it. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I was. I didn't used to, like, I never thought I would ever release anything like that. First, that project is, even now, out of everything that I've written, it's the most personal that I've ever written. Like yeah, that, yeah. there. When I read that and I released that, I'm not even lying to you. Like I remember reading it back. I'm like, oh fuck no, I'm not. That's not going out. Like, yeah. scratch that, you know. But then I'm like, if if yeah. I censor myself now or if I hold myself back now, I'm gonna forever hold myself back and everything else. Yeah. So I said I have I have to start with this because 
everything else, it's not that it's not personal, but it's more fiction. Like, it's like there's other characters, whereas Mm -hmm. this one... It, it kind of feels like I'm writing from my voice, from my perspective, which which I am for the most part. Yeah. But I'm also I also create my own characters too, even if I'm writing from my perspective. Right. But the other ones, I have other characters with other names, you know. And this one, this one, I just felt once it was out, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's like when you tear the bandaid off, you know, yeah. like, all right, I'm good, it's out there. Like that's the most embarrassing, most uh, vulnerable that I've been in public. It, it don't get no worse than that. You know, yeah. they're going to flame me up. Let them flame me up for that. At least there's other other stuff that I'm going to release. It's going to be, uh, I guess, like more hood, you know, more more aligned to what people thought they were going to get from me from the first project. Gotcha. But I love I, that part, though, the vulnerable part. That, that it connected with me because um, I feel like a lot of people don't know how to be vulnerable. It's hard for them, um, you know, cause, because of the rejection. You know, or the feedback that they're going to get from their friends and family. Yeah, failure. Just the failing, you know, just not not being successful, basically. But mm-hmm. people don't understand that's part of, of being successful is not being successful. Yes. Also change. Like, I, I think there's a, a certain for some people. And I don't know if, if it's from for me that much, but I know a little bit. Uh, where you're one person to all the people that you know, right? Like you're you're somebody. They have a picture of you in their mm-hmm. head or whatever. So you're talking about hood hood stories and what people would have expected mm-hmm. from you, right? And you put, but you you wanted to put this out. This was where your creative space was at, and it was like, hey, this is a whole side of me that you guys or you people that are expecting hood shit or whatever, whatever that is, right? You're expecting that, but I want to show this side. Like right here, and you have, I'm. Oh, it's almost like you're afraid to show that, that side mm-hmm. of, yeah. of who you are, and reveal that. Hey, I'm not just this this one side of me that you see all the time. There's actually like all this other stuff. That that's why I really like the way you said about the uh, the picture, because I I um there's not that I wrote a story about that, but there's there's like a story in my head growing about that, but about how. Like, a, I just want to write, it's kind of like a scary story, you would say, but a picture about a person in a room with a picture, but the picture changes. And they're just so comfortable, they're just so uncomfortable with the picture changing that it's driving them crazy. Yeah. They want to know why the picture's changing, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously, everything I write, there's a deeper metaphor for that, which, like that, you know, that's the metaphor for it, that people have a picture in their head of you, and then they, you show them a different picture, and they're like, they, they don't, they, it's not that they can't accept it, it's just it's different for them, you know, and it makes them uncomfortable. And that, that's kind of what I was trying to go with that story with that. But I like that metaphor that you use because I, I do feel that that first project kind of put everyone in a different, you know, I guess box will put me in a different box with everybody. Cause mm-hmm. it's not what they were expecting from me. You know, even close mm-hmm. friends, they were like, damn bro, like everything good. You okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I read what you're writing about, man. That's, you know, I just want to make sure you're good. That's the whole point. Like, I want people to write and be able to feel that they know how I'm feeling. Like, Oh, you're feeling like this. Like, I mean, I was feeling like that when I wrote that, you know, but it's not like something I feel all the time. Right. If that makes sense. It's a window into that time. Exactly. Right. You know, that, yeah. that moment in my life. Right. Whenever you mentioned picture, I thought about um, at my brother's funeral. They brought that up. The priest. The priest said, what's beautiful um, about wh- when you know somebody is that everyone here in this room met a version of Frank. And then he said, so it's nice whenever people get together and they discuss these this this these different versions of him and it's like you put together 
who Frank really was. Yeah, you paint a bigger picture. And and I love that because I mean that's what it comes down to is like when it, with um like people that that know me, there's certain people that know me as a bitch and there's some other people that know me as you know the the one that always gets walked all over and it's like everyone has all these different perspectives of me and um it's something that i even through when i was going to therapy that we had discussed is like well daisy why is it so hard for you to show who you really are you know like instead of adapting to what people want to see of you at what point will it be to where you're exhausted and you just want to show you the real you like this is me whether you like it or not and um and now i've i pretty much have stepped into that and it's something that i had just told him earlier i was like you know i'm used to not having that many people around me anymore right because i i'm tired of wanting to fit into that box Mm. for certain people And, and whenever i make like I show my true side, it makes other people uncomfortable. So it's just like, okay, you know, like, so you're uncomfortable and now it makes me a little iffy. Cool. No hate. We're just gonna keep distance. Moving on. And because, you know, yeah, <laughs> you did it for me. <laughs> Evolving, you know, like we're meant to evolve. We have to evolve. Right. We right. cannot be stuck in this mentality. We cannot be stuck in in our trauma and our and our hurts and or be, in boredom. Like if you're not boredom. evolving, you're just gonna be the same the same shit your whole life. Little box. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I think that's that. another reason why I kind of started off with that first project. I kind of wanted to to kind of introduce myself as an author, as a writer. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wanted people to see that and be like, "Oh man, he's he's really writing." You know, it's not just you know like little stuff here and there. Like he put a whole project together. So kind of like how Daisy said, like it. You kind of started living into who you want, the new person you wanted to be. I had to do that as well because, I mean, it's it's very embarrassing at a, at some point to kind of release the stuff you, you're creating because you don't know how people are going to accept it or if they're even going to accept it. So there there's like a little um, like a little layer of shame because you're like, all right, let me let me show them who this side of me is and maybe they like it, maybe they don't. And then for me, it was more like, I mean, I really I'm a writer. Like I have to be a writer. Like I I'm gonna do this. Like I have to just put it out there and live live into it you know that's why i changed the whole instagram handle i even changed my whole instagram to a, a author's instagram instead of just being like a personal instagram right. and it just kind of it kind of more uh, it solidified me and like all right i'm a writer you know like now I, I carry myself as a writer now and i think that like daisy said once i started kind of living into that you kind of want you kind of start living into this person you want to be it just makes it easier to be that person mm-hmm. right right yeah yeah i mean you guys are knocking like all this shit out the fucking park right now. It's similar to what we talked about last week, where it's kind of like, if there was a, like a, a camera watching you in your every move, mm-hmm. like even when you're not around people, like what would that camera capture? Would it be the real version of who you are, or it'd be like, you know? Bro, I love that you say that because one of the things that I always tell people, and really what I tell myself, is yeah. that you are who you are when nobody's watching. Yeah. Yep. You know, when the decisions you make, when only you know you're going to make those decisions, that's really who you are. Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why I do a lot of, well, when I did a lot of traveling, I would travel by myself. Because when you travel by yourself, you, you don't have to ask anyone, hey, what do you guys want to go do? Yeah. What do y'all want to go eat? And it's just like, it's just you. So then you you figure out what you want to do. You really realize that if you really like doing these things or if you're just doing these things just because other people were doing them. Yeah. Then when I travel, I realize, man, I like to eat. I like to smoke. I like to go to museums. Like, this is the shit I like to do. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And 
I, again, that's one of the one of the um, <clears throat> I guess I wouldn't say projects, but I do this thing where I travel. Uh, it's called drugs I prefer not required, and I I just go on these trips and do these drugs, and I just write I just write about my experiences with them. But it was just um. <clears throat> that's kind of like the, ha- the the tagline to it. And that would probably be my first project that I would like, uh, like my first written project that I would probably fully publish. Yeah. You know, do another one of those where I would take another trip and, you know, do some crazy shit. But I think when I do that stuff online and it kind of, um, I put that out there, it kind of, it kind of gives me like a whole different character to it, you know, to the whole writing, you know, the whole writing aspect to it. Instead of just being a fictional writer or like a self-writer, like it just gives me a whole different type of pers- uh, perspective. But that whole drugs I prefer not required, I, I really like that. You know, that's that's kind of, that that, that kind of symbolizes a lot of what I like to do with traveling and eating yeah. and stuff like that. And that's, that's what I like to do, you know, and I realized that, like, man, me personally, those are my habits. So when I travel, I try to travel to places that will, you know, be able to entertain those habits. Mm-hmm. And I mean, gotcha. people judge them how they judge them, you know, but I just I me personally, I just think that's interesting. I like going to these places and doing these things and having these experiences and then just talking about them and or having them inspire me and being able to write about them as well. Right. Super fucking interesting. Actually, yeah, man, really, there's so really many is. topics. There's so much to like dive into. <laughs> Um, with that, and and I'm still stuck over here on like I want to talk about this fucking story still. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that that it uh, uh, remind so you were talking about it reminded you. Okay, real quick, the ending. Mm-hmm. I thought catastrophe. I was like, yeah, I just kind of like put my I projected myself into the character, and I was like, if that was me, it's like full on mental meltdown, like. Like, holy shit. Like, because so when I was projecting myself in the character, because the way I saw him was he's a a super he's he has conviction. He's Mm -hmm. a convicted like he he's he has a goal Mm -hmm. and everything that he's doing is all leading to Mm -hmm. this end point. And it's going to be everything. Right. And so whenever I, I think about me, I'm thinking about like all the things that I do and how like I'm trying to like like point them into this one direction mm-hmm. and this one thing that I want, this one like vision that I have. And, and so for him, he actually did it and he got to the end point and he realized that, Holy shit. Like, this isn't even like me. This isn't what I wanted. Like, this isn't what I wanted. And instead of kind of realizing that this is what I wanted, he fights himself mm-hmm. on it. He's conflicted again. He's like, like holy shit and you know the dude's a violent guy obviously right (laughs) (laughs) so like uh i'm just like oh yeah full mental like breakdown like 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 his goal is nothing now you know it wasn't it wasn't for him basically right and i like that i like i like that perspective too because even even on your perspective when i say it's not a happy ending um what i mean by that it's not like and they live happily ever after yeah like None. I don't have. I would never write anything that has that because I don't. I don't believe that happens in real life, unfortunately. Yeah. You know. So I just try to be as real as I can when it comes to that. But I like it because I told the same thing. Like you know, you're both. Both of you are right. You know, in the way mm-hmm. that you interpret interpret the ending. But I also think it's funny, just you know, being you being here with you guys for a certain amount of time and seeing how you both interpret the uh, ending. It just makes sense by the personalities that you have, you know. And yeah. I, I, yeah, and I think that's because he's like, he's like, oh yeah, man, totally, totally, totally love the ending, man, perfect. You're like, bro, I would have had a meltdown, man. It's like, yeah, it sounds, sounds about right. You know, I got the point across with that one. And see, and I took it like how he took it. Mm. I took it as. 
So, uh, you know, Andrew and I were talking about it earlier, and I was like, oh, dude, I like the way you thought about it. <laughs> I wish I had thought about it that way. <laughs> He's like optimistic, that. right? He's like, I'm, I'm a half-glass-full half type of guy, you know? <laughs> I, I really am. <laughs> That's and, good. And it's funny, because, you know, I pride myself in being a half-glass-full, but I was more towards his side on um, this one, because whenever I read the ending, I'm I definitely read like it. three quarters empty. <laughs> 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 I read it and I just saw him like I because I, I the whole time it was like I was there. Right. And I could just picture him like a fly in the wall seeing this ticking is like, wow, fuck, this isn't even mine. <laughs> and then completely not even wanting it. Like convincing right. himself that he doesn't want it. Right. Yeah. Even though it was clear he enjoyed that he it. was feeling yeah. it yeah. and he was enjoying it, just the fact that a little wrench got thrown his way, I don't want it anymore. Because I feel like that's that's what happens in real life. And, I, I, but so now like taking it that way, so like I could see it from the that character's point of view. Yeah. Towards like, okay, I think either way it was an end bad for him. Like if he, you know, takes out the paper and is like, man, this is my person. And just kind of like, boom, like, he's done. But let's just say it is his person and it doesn't end the way he wants it. Just kind of like, I don't know. Either way, the, I don't know what it is, the manufactured person yeah. has to go back to the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah. some yeah, point. Yeah, they're not, not going to so be like, there forever. So, like, never yeah. go, the, it was never mm-hmm. meant to go. Yeah. It was never going to be way. forever. At the same time, right. though, nothing really is. You know, nothing right. is forever. So, um, I will say that that story was kind of written in, in a bigger world that I created. I have, um, oh, it's, it's actually, it's so, <laughs> it's so cool. Give us more. <laughs> oh, I, I, I actually have a piece that my only piece that has been published right now. Well, my first piece that has been published in a, in a, like an online magazine is called Heart, Heartbreak Heist. And it's, um, it's based, they're kind of based in a similar world. And like, just to kind of give you all the overall picture in this world, um, like love has been manufactured into a synthetic drug. So now it's like when they when they speak about love, they're like they're it, just think about it. They're talking about Coke or like heroin, you know, that, that that's their referencing. Mm-hmm. So in this um, in this story where we follow like this, um, like this agent who gets a call and it's like, hey, man, they're 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 breaking into the bank. And, you know, they, they're like, what do you mean? Like, well, they're holding the, the love bank hostage. This guy's going crazy. And he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't want anybody to like, um, you know, find, get any more love, basically. Yeah. So that that's kind of all in that in the same world. You know, I'm, it's it's something that I'm kind of working on, like in a full novel, like a big, mm-hmm. big novel. But it's more like um, I kind of want to have little stories put together. And uh, I mean, do any of y'all read like Ernest Hemingway by any chance? No, or they know who he is. Like, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So he has, he has this, um, this anthology called um, "Men Without Women," and then there's this other author. He's he's a huge Japanese author. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name because I know I'm gonna mess it up. But he also wrote a book, and it's very it's same title, "Men Without Women." He borrowed that title, and I read both of them, and they both hit. So, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm gonna do one my, myself too with the same title, and that those stories kind of fit within that novel. But basically, I, I I'm trying to like create a like think about because when it comes to movies, but think about in time. Have you seen In Time with Justin Timberlake? So think, I have seen that one. Uh, that's yeah. I love, <laughs> love that movie. So think about in time, but the one. instead of instead of them using time as a currency, they're using love. It. You know, it's like love. So that that's kind of the world that I'm creating with that. And like, for instance, that and, and for instance, that um Frankenstein Valentine, 
the have y'all seen No Country for Old Men? Yes. yes. Okay, no so the the main character from that from that movie, I mean from that um story that I wrote, Frankenstein Valentine, I kind of based him off Sugar. Gotcha. You know the main killer. You know, yeah, very yeah, just yeah, stoic. Yeah. Antoine you know, Chigger. Yeah, you know, just very, 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 <laughs> very stoic. Very yeah. just like a big person that doesn't really speak much. Cause he doesn't really say much. You know, like if you. If but when he does, mm, oh my god! Like in the in the story, he's he's just you. like kind of listening and kind of talking in his head. You know, right. he's not really yeah, he's not really yeah, talking yeah. to nobody. You know, even when he's in the with the uh, what's it called, Mal Maran. You know, the pig. You know, he's yeah, not even yeah, really yeah. talking to him like that. So I, I base a lot of my characters mainly more off like. Movies, I guess you would say, more as than whereas TV, not like TV shows or nothing like that, or uh, other stories. But I would like get like a piece of a character, and I'm like, let me put him in this story right here. So that's kind of where I got that Frankenstein Valentine because initially the ending, and then, I mean, I could still throw it in there because it really, it's really not over. I really wanted him to go back to that place and kind of do like a massacre. You know, that, that, meltdown. <laughs> meltdown. Yeah, that, that's yeah, kind of what I want. That's what I kind of wanted to do. I truly expected him to go back and fuck it up. And that, that's kind of that's kind of where I was aiming for it. But I'm like, eh, you know what? I I love where you, you I just, ended. I just stopped the... there, right yeah, there. You know, perfect. Because yeah. and then I, I, the reason why I like it that it ends right there because if I wanted to add something, I could. And I think those are the best endings where you yes. can add something because I don't necessarily have to add that. Just like you said, you thought he was gonna go back mm-hmm. and kill him. You know, I'm like, you know, whatever you think. Is the ending you can yeah. go with that, you know? Right. So like it's perfect because that's what people do with stories, right? After any good movie ends or whatever, if like a character's still alive or something like that, you yeah, everybody part two. leaves it. Part two, like, what's gonna happen next? Yeah. Or like what's what's next? Oh like I bet he went and did or you start fanficking in your head, right? So like you left it open for all of us to have our own interpretation yeah. of what happened. You didn't actually give us what happened. You so just, now, just know it was a big moment, you know? I want to hit what you said earlier about the heartbreak. What was it again? Heartbreak heist. So then how can we have, because uh, you're saying it already been published, right? In yes. there. So how do we see that story? That one's actually online. Like on my Instagram page, I have a post dedicated to that one. They have like a, it's like an online magazine and it's one of those you submit stuff. It's just like kind of you did with the book, but yeah. my mine was online. So they were, they published that online. That's, okay, cool. Yeah. So I want to definitely read it. That's and almost everything I write is like under a thousand words, a thousand. Yeah. Because that, that's where it falls under like flash fiction. Okay. And I just like, you know, I, Dude, you're killing me with the alliteration. Heartbreak Heist, Flash Fiction. Well, I'm, I'm very big when it, it comes to, like, titles. You know, I think titles yeah, title. are very important. You know, like, I need something that, that's going to resonate and that rolls right. off the tongue. And that even though you may not 100% remember it, you're like, Heartbreak, heartbreak Heist. You know, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. I've been wanting, thinking. since you said it. Thing with Frankenstein Valentine. Like, same, yeah, just, same thing. It goes so well. I mean, even the second, second thing, like, Kick Door Galore. You know, that, yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. kind of then <laughs> false, false prophets. But if you see how it's spelled, you know, it's spelled prophets like currents, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, instead yeah, of just and uh, it all kind of core lines with what's in the in the project as well. So I I kind of work. I think every writer works backwards, though, because I I won't write a piece unless I have a solid title for it. Like if I don't have a solid title for it, I'm not like and then I'll have like an idea and I'm like. Man, I, I love that idea. I have this whiteboard at my house, and like it, it has like um, pieces to pieces to submit, pe- pieces to edit, brainstorm, and then titles. And I have like the stuff of titles, like my working titles that obviously I'm not going to use. I'm like, nah, I need I need something that hits better. I need something, and and unless until it, I have something that hits, I won't like write it. You know, and then when it hits, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna write it. And sometimes I'll come up with the title first. I think Frankenstein Valentine, I want to say I came up with the title first because I was trying to write something to release on Valentine's Day. 
But I'm like, man, I'm not going to finish it in time. So I'm like, man, let me aim for Halloween. What can I, how can I twist this into like something kind of scary, mm-hmm. maybe or sci-fi? And I ended up with Frankenstein Valentine. I like the, the creative process. Yeah. yeah you know, whenever nice, you, yeah. like, you're around somebody who has that creative juice flowing through them and then seeing their passion come out whenever they're talking about it. It's almost like I get a high off of you. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I wanted. That's really why I wanted to do this because um, a lot of my first stories, they were written with one of my good friends, Josh. He would come to my house, we'd smoke, and I would tell him, like, man, bro, I'm, I'm working on because I, I don't want to put too much out there, but I, I have, like, a like another project that I've always wanted to work on. This is, this is probably the only one that I for sure, would, it would be strictly script. Like, I would not want to make this into a story. Like, this is something that... I, I will plan to write and I will plan to shoot to make it into actual show. But um, I got like a lot of I was able to build a lot of those stories just by talking to him and telling him like, man, I'm thinking about doing this. And then he'd say, like, why don't you try that? I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should try that. So that's one of the reasons I like, you know, I, I wanted to do this podcast just because I know once I kind of get talking on my on some of my ideas it's going to remind me of my other ideas and I'm going to go, I'm going to be on the way home thinking like, all right, I need to work. Like I'm already thinking about other stuff that I want to work on. Yeah. Yeah, But that just like you said, it's just, you know, this is y'all's creative process too, you know, doing the podcast and that, that just stimulates my mind as well. I'm like, okay, what can I do now? You know, what else can I add and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Real quick. I just want, this is a Frankenstein Valentine to cap it off. Last couple of thoughts here. Um, One, Again, the way you wrote it, the setting, like the way the words that were you were using, uh, the, like how you put us into the story was just magnificent. Thank man. you. It thank was you. like top, top notch. And, and for a short story, too. I remember reading short stories in, in like high school. You know, you mm-hmm. read them for class or whatever to take a test um, and thinking to my, you know, like after I read, read one that really got me, I was like, man, they did this in like, you know, three pages or four pages. It was, it was like a reminder that mm-hmm. like, holy shit, like. The dude got me mm-hmm. and gave me a full beginning. So yeah, Andrew knows this. Time. Andrew knows this. I love storytelling. Awesome. Beginning, but I need the structure. I need the beginning. I need the middle. Mm-hmm. I need this shit to end. I need it to like. He needs the payoff. Close book. <laughs> I need a payoff, right? Um, and and you did it. And you know, I don't know how many pages that was. You know, but it's what. Seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. I I think it formats differently on everybody's phone, to be honest with you. But I think as far as words, man, I want to say maybe like 13,000 words, maybe that was that piece, give or take, maybe 10 to 13,000. The the world building. Uh, So the the movie that it was reminding me of was, um, and I know you said not futuristic as in like cars and shit like that, but just Mm -hmm. a little uh, Blade Runner. Mm, Okay. 20. Uh, the the 20, newest one that came on, yeah, yeah. whatever it was, because um, that whole s- his girlfriend is like a digital mm-hmm. projection or whatever, yeah, and it's not really made to tailor to him or whatever, but I guess that program is just like it, it's just like this projection that like does whatever he wants, it says mm-hmm. whatever you know mm-hmm. he needs at the time or whatever. It's the perfect girlfriend, right? Is how it's marketed, and and then like the whole you know the the love scene or whatever that they have where. You seen it? Yeah, I've seen okay. that one. Yeah, yeah, where like she syncs up with the prostitute or whatever, mm-hmm. and and I was just like, it, th- like that that movie, just like the the style of it mm-hmm. and the immersion, like the where they put me. This was giving me a lot of those like same vibes where I was just kind of like sucked into it, sucked into the world, like 
oh, you're going to this place and somebody hands you a drink and then there's somebody that's like taking you to a room instantly mm -hmm. and like how the guy's thinking about the double-sided mirror and he sits down and then all the questions that they're asking you or whatever, the, the rooms, they take you to the room, it's all dark or whatever and he walks up and they're like nose to nose. Like, dude, the details in this story for such a short story... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking nailed thank it, man. I, I really had a lot of a lot, a lot of fun. And then the the beginning too, that, this is part of the, the structure that I'm talking about. You started it off and I thought we were getting a gangster like, you know, like a mm -hmm. you know, some to mafioso type stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it was just a misdirect. Mm -hmm. It was like this is a part of his character, but this is not what this is about. This is a small piece to what this is actually mm -hmm. about or whatever. And we, how we kind of never touch back on that besides like his thoughts of like, like, oh, yeah, I went to work today or I, I uh, you know, I was uh, he was a chef mm -hmm. right, is what you were, you were referring to it as or whatever. Well, he sees the blood. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like all this other stuff. And I'm like, and those are the only touches on that part of his life or whatever. So then there's so much before there's so much after there's so much in the middle and in between all this. And, and it's just like these gaps where I can like project you know what's happening in there or imagine like it's just it was it was great it was really really fucking i really great, i really yeah. i really like the fact that you enjoyed it for what it was because i um i get a lot of feedback from that one because that's a lot of people's favorite favorite mm -hmm. story i just even me just you know being a writer i just think it's crazy because i never thought no one would even care like i've every time someone tells you like man i really like what you what you you know this and that like i don't even know what to say i'm just like even now, I'm just like, thanks, bro. Like, I, and even, right. I tell, even that, I, I feel like that's not even enough. Like, I feel like I should, I try, I really wish I can, um, like, convey how gracious I am for people to take time out to read what I write because there was a time where I would write that stuff and I would be like, man, no one cares about this. Like, why are you even doing this? You know, like, what are you writing this story for? Like, no one, no one cares that you're writing this stuff. That's but so then, floating. yeah, you just, you just have to kind of like, you know, maneuver through that. You have to just kind of tell yourself like. You know, someone's going to care, you know, if, if, you know, do you care if you care enough to do it, do it anyway. You know, and that that's kind of the point where I got to myself personally is just I would write even if I didn't have to. Just kind of how you start off and you ask me, yeah. you know, if I enjoy it. I really I really don't enjoy it because like it just sucks having to sit down at a desk like, all right, let's get this going now. You know, like, let me get this. Let me let me because you, you have to. I think it's crazy that you have to realistically tell yourself that everything you do is going to be great, but you have to tell yourself that, you know, like mm -hmm. whether you're an athlete, whether you're an artist, regardless, if you're doing something professionally and if you want to be great at it, you have to be great every time. So you, you're talking about telling yourself, man, this story that I submitted to like 15 publishers that they all said, no, it's still good. Even mm -hmm. though 15 people said it wasn't good, it's still good, you know, and then I, that's what I have to tell myself, you know, and it's, it's kind of like insanity, you know, repeating the same process and expecting a different outcome. But, you know, it's going to happen because, I mean, that that's what mm -hmm. the story that I got published, it got rejected by like 30 um, other websites and then one website accepted it. So I'm like, OK, then let's start all over again. You know, and that's so before I would aim like, man, I want to get one piece published a year, like one piece published a year. Now it's like. I, I want to get a hundred rejections a year. Like I want to be able to put mm -hmm. shoot that many shots out there to where I'm getting that many rejections to where I'm putting myself in front of that many people. Hey, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. But like, it also reminds me of uh, the director for squid games. Like his thing got rejected over and over mm -hmm. and over and <laughs> over. And the one thing once it got published is 
Yeah, yeah, Harry Potter, same thing with Harry Potter. A lot of people pass on that. Now she's a billionaire. There's just a lot of um, a lot of situations that are like that, and I just I always tell people like, oh, I'm gonna get He's the Netflix back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what I have to tell myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to truly believe that. If not, like, why mm-hmm. why why would I do it? You know, if I don't like, I really I really believe when I say I'm the best writer of my generation, I really mean that. You know, I just not enough people have read my have read my material because mm-hmm. I read new stuff and I'm like, dang, that ain't nothing like I would write. You know, or like I read. I read on online the places I want to submit to because I want to make sure that my stuff fits what they're what they're putting. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, my stuff don't even fit there. You know, like none of my stuff fits into none of these boxes. Like, um, I don't want to make my stuff fit into these boxes, but mm-hmm. I'll still submit what I have and hopefully it hits. But at the end of the day, like all my stuff, I, I feel as is standing alone is great. You know, I don't think I have to like kind of tailor it to fit anybody else's um, taste or need or nothing like that. But it's just... You get a lot of rejections, you know, you just have to kind of, you know, muscle through that. Yeah. And don't I, w- I would say uh, don't worry about the thank yous or how 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 to show your uh, your graciousness, mm-hmm. or you know, how grateful you are for someone. You already gave me us the yep. the story. I appreciate that's that. the thing that's, that we want. I don't care enough. about, mm-hmm. you know, I want to tell you how great it was for me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You know, you. And, and you already gave me this, So don't worry about that. <laughs> right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, did you guys have any other thoughts on, on this uh, book? I wanted to yeah. touch on what you said earlier. You, you were talking about the, the final, how you said, uh, I like it that you left it kind of like a cliffhanger where all of us can make up our own ending mm-hmm. in our heads. And I thought about the kick door galore. Mm-hmm. I did that right, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I love how he ended that one with the epilogue, um, epilogue at the very end where you're like, not Anne. And then you went into saying like um, that after I finished putting it together, I couldn't help but feel it was missing something. And then you told us, well, I'm not going to give you an ending. Like, yeah, this, I feel like it's you, you, you finish it. Yeah. Like, you so then it goes back to what you said. <laughs> right, right. Like, he literally said that at the very end. <laughs> I, I, I like to, I, that's why I kind of where I want, I want to drop the board game because I want everything that I do to be interactive. You know, like, I don't, I don't want it just to be something like, okay, you read it and you're done with it. Like, I want to give you something that you're going to want to hold on to because it's more than just what it is. You know, mm-hmm. it means more too. I can't remember what line it is, but somewhere in Frankenstein Valentine, you break the fourth wall a little bit too. And I don't know if it was intentional, but you did it. And I like chuckled to my, I stopped and I chuckled to myself, but I can't remember where it was. I was like, well, and more than likely it was intentional, especially in that, in that story as right. well. Yeah. Cause I just, I, I, that was, since that was my first project, that was like the first one that I really got to kind of experiment with everything. Like, because it, it doesn't really have a structure in a sense of where, like, everything's a short story. It has, like, an intro, then it has, like, right. a poem, then it has a short story, then it has, like, that conversation, the text message breakup. So when with Frankenstein Valentine, I just try to do as much as, like, even from the beginning, from doing, like, that cheesy, corny, you know, commercial intake, you know, and then kind of transitioning to, like, a, a, a mafia, you know, cartel meetup, and then to, like, a, you know, build a Build-A-Bear kind of, Build-A-Bear, build a, build a right, yeah, but with exactly girls, you know what, what I'm saying? Too, yeah. And then, that's kind of what I had imagined, too, is just a Build-A-Bear, but for people, you know, like right. humans, you know, you're, you're a, a significant other, a temporary significant other. Got me with the alliteration. I'm like, build a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> build a bitch. That's what I was thinking of too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you guys have you have any other thoughts on on no. the book or any stories, anything else that, that oh, you want? I got to say? all my like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Like, even like, 
I like reading, but like just I short pin- attention span sometimes. So yeah. a lot of times my reading's like ten page increments, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm done for the day. How funny! That's the reason why on my seventy five soft, I I say that I'm gonna read ten pages a day because I feel like that's my max. Yeah. Mm. Especially since it's like nonfiction books. Because what I mean, uh, yeah. Because with fiction fiction books, I can sit there and like I have to tell myself like stop. Yeah. You know, like mm. have you showered? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I get too. Like, have, yeah. have you eaten today? Like, what time is it? Like, you think you should <laughs> exactly. make breakfast first? You know, before you, you continue <laughs> to the next page. And with the nonfiction books, I told myself ten pages a day, because yeah. I feel like that would be my max. That yeah, I true. then by then I'll probably just I'm reading, but I'm not really comprehending. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so like nine, tens, tens about <laughs> it. Where yeah. I'm like, that's my attention span for mm-hmm. like. For me to also like understand everything that's going on, and to like retain the information that I'm intaking, because mm-hmm. exactly. after that I just like. So for me, reading habits are really so. I I read. I just don't do it often, mm-hmm. like uh, as, as often as I want to. Same. It's because, um, and and I don't very much like audiobooks or anything like that either. Yeah, me neither. I can't Be- do audiobooks because whenever I'm reading, I'm like reading in voices. I'm mm-hmm. reading in the characters. And I'm reading from that, so I'm trying to feel what they're feeling as they say, as each character says what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be in their heads, like in their in their bodies, in their you know what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that, as you guys all know, with reading, when once you get you know so far into it or whatever, you'll read a whole page and then you'll be like, "Holy shit, I don't even know what the fuck." Just yeah, happened. what was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go yeah. Back, yeah. So then you got to go back, and then like I'll be reading a dialogue scene. And it'll be or a dialogue uh, piece, and it'll be like line, line. This person said that. This person said that. And I'm like, wait, I did that all wrong. And then I go back, and then I start back over. And so then it takes me really, really long to read because it has to be like perfect. (laughs) Like, I mean, I do the same way though. I'm the exact same way. I'll go back um, and I'll read back. I'll go like a couple pages because I'm like. Oh, this whole time, like that was his personality. Oh crap! Ah, yeah, that's happened to me too. Yeah, (laughs) now I gotta read it again. (laughs) Right. Well, I'll even do that on TV shows though. Like when I watch the TV shows, and I'm just like, oh wait, I didn't fully grab that, and then I'll rewind. (laughs) I will say that to me, um, reading is like working out, like because I feel like you have to kind of warm up. Like even me, like I'll I'll start reading the book, like reading whatever. I can read for like two, three hours straight. Mm-hmm. But the first probably 30 minutes, I'm warming up. Like, I'm just kind of getting myself ready to read. And then I'll start reading. And, I mean, I'll do that, go back. But I kind of I kind of already know my process of reading. So I have to read out loud first. Mm-hmm. And then once I start reading in my head, I know that I'm in my reading mode. Because gotcha. I'll start reading, like, yada, yada, yada. And, I'm, and, I'm, and then I'm like, then I know when I'm just reading and I'm not reading out loud, I'm like, okay, I'm in the story. Right. But yeah. if I'm still kind of reading out loud and I'm having to kind of get it, I'll start over again and then kind of mm-hmm. work my way through it. Um, but I, I just enjoy reading. Like, that's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I'm actually excited to read the Tales from the Cliff. That's Yeah. I like that one mainly because it's very inspired from Oak Cliff. Like, my yeah. other stuff, kind of. Oh, I, I read one. I read the what? Uh, which one? Something Gringos? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gringos and Bishop Arts. Yeah. That, so, like, let me tell you about that one real quick. Just because I think that's so cool. Um, the two the two characters that come on in the end, like yeah. that is an intro to a whole novel that I had yeah. that I had written. And 
the two characters, a dog, and I, I, I don't know if I described it as a, somebody that looks like a little boy, or if I, if I said if it was a girl, but... It was a girl. Okay, it was a girl, so they're like two characters that... So, for example, okay, again, I don't want to kind of get into a whole other thing, but I wrote this Go novel. There, it's like an, it's like a short novel, <laughs> but it's your called Narcovid. Like, it's called Narcovid. Okay. So, basically, this world I created is like in the future where, obviously, Corona took over, and... <laughs> there you go. I was trying to No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, wait, I just created this like world where because I mean, obviously, Corona became Into a big deal and everybody was just kind of like um, writing about Corona. Yeah, yeah. So this one was kind of like a world where I created this girl in a world in the future where Corona kind of took over and come to find out it was man- manufactured by like the Russians and the U.S. government was involved as well. And it kind of became like this post-apocalyptic world where they're trying to maneuver through this um, world where zombies were created because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So like that was literally just the intro to it. Like I just wrote the And gotcha. that's kind of, I mean, y'all watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. I think they have some of the hardest intros ever, like code intros, you know, like, you you see the beginning for example one of the ones i always remember is the bear in the water that's oh, the yeah. one where the yeah, plane yeah, had yeah. the aircraft the you know bear, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like you see a bear in the water but like you don't know we don't you never know how it's gonna end up there you know and, right. and that's kind of why where that's kind of how i try to start off all my stories i try to start them off in one specific place to where you know oh man he's gonna go this way and then it's like, oh no, nah, he didn't. That was not what I was expecting, you know. Not that, uh, yeah. that. That's kind of what I. That's kind of what I did with that one, I, you know. Yeah. So I had to read it twice. I was like, wait, 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 wait. How do we jump to there? And how do we jump to there? And I like started over because mm-hmm. like he's like, oh, we're going to my brother's house. So I figured they're driving, and then all of a sudden they're running. Running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how the fuck did they start running? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of what I tried to. I try to convey a lot of my anxiety in my stories too. So yeah. one of I have like a, a, a few editors that I'll send my stuff to, and like they always tell me like, "Bro, you have the worst runoff sentences." And I'm like, "Yeah, but in my head, that's how I'm saying the story. Like, yeah. I want you to feel the story like this. You know what I'm saying? Because that's kind of like Good Times and um, Uncut Gems, like the directors oh, yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. That I I really Dude, Uncut Gems is so anxiety. Have, have you seen Good Times though? I haven't. Good, it's same director, but uh-huh. it's um Twilight the Batman dude. What's his name? Robert Patterson. Robert Patterson. Robert Patterson, and I forget the other guy's name, but he he plays such a great character in that movie. Like I, you forget, he's a good actor, you know. But he's a damn good actor. He's a really good actor. But same thing is just a lot of like it's like a lot of stuff going on at the same time, and that's that's how I feel like the voices in my head are when I'm writing these things out. So that's kind of how I try to convey it. So just like you said, like. I don't know how we got there. I like that. That's what I'm trying to build. You know, I'm yeah. like, you don't know how you got there, but you're there, you yeah. know, and like before you know, it, you're like, well, shit, these people are coming around the corner and I got the zombies over here. Like, yeah. and then who are these people at the <laughs> end? You know? And I like the reason why is because all those people that you see in the beginning, like you'll see them in the, and like later on in the story that I wrote, but that's just like the beginning. Then uh, I just, I build the whole, I build the whole world after that. That's pretty cool. Cause like, uh, when it comes to movies, I I just recently uh, realized I love antho- anthology movies, mm-hmm. or just kind of like different stories that are like all in the same world. Like one of my favorite ones is um, I like horror movies. So have you seen Trick or Treat? No, I have not. So Trick or Treat is just an anthology of different horror stories within this town that's celebrating Halloween. And so 
I've so I've seen that I really really like anthology. So when you said like like your stories like anthology stories, like some of them are gonna start kind of like piecing together in the same mm-hmm. world, it gets me excited to like read more of your material because I'm just like man, that's so damn cool. Like they're short stories, but like they're gonna connect somewhere else down the line. And that that's I was trying to make tales from the cliff kind of like a like a yearly thing, yeah. like dropping it every Halloween. The, yeah, the only thing is again I want to make like a physical project and I. I don't want to, I don't like to half-ass anything and I don't want to just drop anything just to say, oh, it's there, go yeah, buy yeah, yeah. it, you know. Like, I have maybe one story written from it and I, I mean, I honestly, I think, I think it's really good and I feel like it's one of those um, situations where you think like a joke isn't as funny when you have to explain it. Yeah. I feel like that about stories as well. Like, um, I have one written where it's heavily, heavily based in Oak Cliff. Like, it's a scary story about two um, drug addicts breaking into a house, and it's just kind of like a plot twist. But what I like about it is there was a, a Oak Cliff serial killer, you know, and he would... Um, no way. He, yeah, he would kill prostitutes and take their eyes, you know, and um, I just kind of read into it, and, like, I, I based... I based the killer or the the the, the mother the mother son couple in the story off of him. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think his name was Charles Abertly or something like that. Okay, but he was an Oak Cliff serial killer. Um, but that's like one of the stories that I written for like uh, the Tales from the Cliff, another yeah. another um, I guess installment. But it's like that one's it is it's very I don't want to say it's very scary, but I wrote that with the intention of it actually being like a horror like thriller. And so with reading some of the I like. I read all of the, was it Gringos and Bishop Art? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, I read all of that one, and I was reading some of the other ones, and I was kind of getting like this. And I also realized at that time, like I like I like horror movies, mm-hmm. and I also started like and I was really in, getting into tales from uh, tales from the cliff. I was like, man, I might like reading horror, you know, stories. stories. Yeah, like scary, yeah, scary, scary right. stories. Yeah, scary stories. I'm just like, so let me know when you. Get, I'll I'll be looking out. I'll be creeping. Have you ever read any Stephen King stuff? I've read, I've, I've read a little bit, but like I always get like really kind of overwhelmed. So well, they, he has he has anthologies as well. So yeah. I, I don't know if you know, but have you seen um man, what's that movie with uh Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, you know that's based off of a Stephen King's yeah. short story. Yeah. So a short story. Yeah, that one's a really good short story. And then Stand by Me. Is that Stand, Love by, Stand me? by Me? So that one's based off of a Stephen King's short story as well. Stand By Me is a really damn good movie. So I, I like I like how I I try to read some like if I'm gonna write some write something scary, I want I need to read some scary stuff to yeah. kind of get an idea for how they structure. So I will say obviously he is really great at what he does, but you don't know how good he is until you actually read it because I expected like monsters, like you know random crazy stuff, but I read one. Um, it was in that anthology. It's called Different Seasons, and it has like a Shawshank Redemption one in there. But it was just a story about this kid. Um, not to get too much into it, but he just it's, it's just it goes from him being this little kid trying to blackmail this guy to the end becoming a uh, what do they call it? A mass mass shooter. Oh, okay. And it's just the transition is so crazy. Like it's. For example, he starts off blackmailing this guy because he's an ex-Nazi. And then like he's like, tell me all your stories about what you would do as a Nazi. Like, I want you to tell me all your stories. I'm going to tell everybody you're a Nazi and you're going to go to jail. So that guy's like, all right. He starts telling them all the stories out of blackmail. But then the little kid starts messing with the little kid's head. And then the guy starts noticing, oh, I'm, I'm messing with this little kid's head. Yeah. So then he starts, you know, act, you know, putting more into it. And bro, it's just 
it gets really crazy, you know. Well, but what is, which, which one is that? This is a no. This is a Stephen King one. Uh, it's, uh-huh. it's, a, it's from one of his anthologies. But I, I read that and it just it just inspired me so much. I'm like, man, like I want to be able to write scary stuff like that. Like yeah. it's it's a very slow start, but it gets scary very quick. Yeah. And he's really good at that. Well, like I said, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna be read the rest of the Tales from the Cliff tonight. So instead of watching an anime, I'm actually gonna well, read that. Yeah. <laughs> you know how hard it is to get, get I him know, off right? anime. Give up his anime hour. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all read the Conspiracy Nightmare by any chance? Has it came on, on any of those projects? I, I, I was gonna read. That's on the uh, Tales from the Cliff. Okay, so that's the one I was excited to read next. And then, like between like five o'clock, and then for me being to be here, like yeah. I didn't have any more time. So, so that one like, right there, I will say that is the only one like of my pieces right now that I see it as a film. Like yeah. I see it as an actual mm. movie. Like then that one's, I, I think personally it's probably my, my best. Um, I don't want to say the best piece I've written, but the best concept to an idea Yeah. because just to not give you too much, but just think of, um, what, what's the, the Christmas Carol, like the Christmas Carol, uh, where the ghost, where they, the ghost. Oh, visit. Okay, yeah. okay. 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 Yeah. So think that, but like, um, Drug dealer redemption. Okay, you know that's kind of that's kind of my idea for that piece. That's kind of where I went with that. And then again, that that idea, that title, it came from a friend of mine. Like I legit, he would call me like randomly because he'd be going through things. Like, bro, um, I need you to you know hold this for yada yada. And I'm like, bro, what's going on? Like, bro, I'm having I'm having these conspiracy conspiracy nightmares again, man. I'm having these nightmares that you know I'm waking up and they're pointing fingers at me and I'm going to jail and I'm just like damn, bro, like, you have nightmares about that? And he's like, yeah, man, like, that, you know, like, that will send me to jail for forever. And I, I'm i just like, man, that's crazy. Like, you you think of scary, when you when someone tells you, I oh, think of something scary, mm. you think of a monster, you yeah. think of, like, a killer. But this guy thinks of the, the law, you know, because that's what he fears most. Yeah. And that's kind of where I went with that story. I think that I, I would consider that, like, a very scary story. Yeah. But it, I guess out-the-box type it, of scary. It, it's so funny, like, when you, you say that, like, um, like, What's scary to some people, we think, but, like, he was scared of, like, the law. So, like, I think of, like, my dad. So, I grew up in Oak Cliff. My dad was a drug dealer. And so, as I grew up, like, we kind of had, you know, a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. He made good money. But, like, I've noticed, like, around middle high school, he kind of started drifting off. He started kind of being more paranoid. And, I, like, when you say that, like, I think he was scared of, like, everything he, like, did was being taken away from him. Because, like, every night before we go to bed, like, he'd put, like, a chair in front of the door. Mm, he'd extra put, cautious, like, paranoid. He'd put mm. a chair in front of the door. He'd put like, something on the back door. And, like, he'd sleep in the living room every night. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, most of my high school up until, like, maybe my senior year whenever he he went to jail. And he just, like, never came back in our lives. But, like, that was, like, I guess fear mm-hmm. of maybe someone coming to get him or mm-hmm. someone to take care of his, like, take his stuff away. That was scary enough for him to get him paranoid to enough to where like he had to like barricade the doors every night and sleep at the front door in case anyone did come he was there to like take mm-hmm. care of him damn so i'm really interested in then you reading that piece then because yeah. I, I think i again i feel like that's um the closest thing that i wrote that's scary without the intentions of it yeah, being yeah. scary you know like i just wanted to write something real then i realized like damn this is kind of like some scary scary yeah. some scary so, like, story shit. when i was going through like uh tales from the cliff i was I scrolled to look at all the titles first to mm-hmm. see which title caught my eye. And so that one caught my eye, but then mm-hmm. I saw the Gringos and Bishop Bards. I'm like, that one sounds pretty funny. So I read that one first. 
Not like that. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm really big on titles. Yeah. Like I, I try to just like I just try to have something that's gonna catch your eye. I'm like, I just kind of give you some curiosity as yeah. to wonder what's that about. Yeah, like, the conspiracy mm-hmm. one. They, that one caught my. Eye. Just, it, I think it was just the word conspiracy. I too. actually, I'm actually planning to turn that into a play. Like yeah. I want to turn that into a. The, I, I, the only thing really is, cool. it has to be like because there's a format for everything, so it has to be x amount pages x amount right. of words yeah, so yeah, yeah. i'm probably gonna have to extend it but that's something that i i showed that to this um director and he told me like this probably i mean it's like, it's a good film he said but it it would work better as a play just because of the fact that it's one scene one location he's like and it'll, it it might that might help you build the film that you want to build and i'm like okay that makes sense but that's something that i would probably make into a play if possible that's pretty cool mm-hmm. i i'd be really interested to see that and once i read it yeah, I really want. I really want. I really uh, want. want all y'all to read. I really want y'all yeah. to see what y'all think about it because yeah. that I like to give feedback on a lot of uh, material just to kind of see because I think about it a certain type of way. You know, just like that poem. Her her perspective on it is her perspective. I've, no one's gonna have that perspective but her. You know, and yeah. that's why I like just getting feedback from everybody because I really want to see how everybody kind. Just like how you read the text message, relationship different. Everyone had a different mm-hmm. thing. I just want to see what every everyone's perspective because I think yeah. it's very interesting. Like yeah. just to say, like, damn, they thought about it like that. I didn't even think about it like yeah, that. You know? you know, it's so funny because that's one thing I like. So I I'm, I'm big in anime, so I watch anime with my brother, and so we're watching one, and he's like, man, I think this character is gonna be a bad guy. Like. It's all about perspective. He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" It's just like it just yeah. depends on where you're at, like, and what you see. Because like you see him as a bad guy, I see him as just a protector, trying to like take care of his. And it just you know happens. Everyone else is in his way. Yeah, and they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're against him. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, him. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like like um, one of my biggest. What anime is that? Can't tell you. Why? All right. <laughs> well, because like uh, gatekeeping. Yeah, that way, bro. No, no, gatekeeping. It's I like, want to be a weep too. Because you're already watching it. And if I tell you, okay, it could be okay, a spoiler see, for you. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I would never gatekeep, but if I, I will gatekeep from spoiling it for you. Gotcha. Thank and so you. So I don't want to. Okay, do I appreciate you. So just like uh, one of my bigger, uh, one of my favorite um, animes, Naruto, and a lot of the, his uh, the villains in that that uh, anime, it's just perspective. Like it just. They're almost like an anti-hero that just mm, okay, anti-hero, got, yeah, got yeah. kind of turned sideways but still want to protect. And it just happens to, you know, they're protecting against everybody else. <laughs> I, really, I just like how you explain it because my daughter, my oldest is obviously my oldest, right? Because I have two daughters, right? So my oldest is really into anime. And like whenever she explained Naruto... I did not get. I didn't get that perspective from her. Yeah. <laughs> and then whenever she was like trying to pump me up for it, so the only one that I was like, "Oh man, that'd be pretty badass." Yeah, I'll sit. I'll sit through that. Demon is Slayer. A Demon Slayer. <laughs> I remember you telling me how once. many episodes is Naruto? Because that's someone. Yeah, because I <laughs> not enough. <laughs> no, way I mean, too fucking many. Classical, yeah. Classical. So it's like, um, so the original Naruto is like maybe like two fifty, three hundred. And then they expanded off to like the rest of it, the not just Shippuden. No, not not so much a spinoff, but like the rest of the story. Oh, okay, okay. They okay. kind of like a time skip, and then that one's about five hundred, and now it's they have a spinoff of his son, which is like about two hundred. <laughs> what what's what's longer, uh, that or uh, One what, Piece is still longer. That or what? What you call it, like, man? What's oh. the name of that? Uh, that show that all the girls watch based in Seattle, the Doctor Show. 
Oh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay. Oh. So one one piece is probably I longer strong, than Grey's Anatomy. Independent oh, okay. woman. <laughs> 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 other girls watch that because I know there's 16 seasons of Grey's Anatomy, right? Like 16. I don't fucking know, bro. I just know it's actually. How many seasons are there? Like 18. Let, let me find out why it's, y'all it's discuss a lot, it. Yeah. Well, uh, so there's too another, many. another anime too I watched. Many. Yeah, that's too, too many. <laughs> another anime I watched. I'm up to episode 1,010. And there are... I'm behind about 40 episodes. God. Wait, what's that one called? One Piece. That one's been out since 1999. 18 seasons. I think my homeboy told my homeboy's all into that. And he would tell me all about that. And I'm just like, man, that's a big investment. I think six season is max... Six, like even like Game of Thrones, when I I didn't watch it live, I watched it all like in the last season. I just watched it all and then watched the last season. I watched that live, then it sucked. But I do remember like asking like, how many seasons is this? Like six seasons. I'm like, mm, okay, let me try. It. <laughs> and so when it comes to like anime, since it's only like maybe like twenty ish, a twenty yeah. twenty twenty three minutes, fifteen, fifteen. No, minutes. but and then once you start watching it, like that's at least that's. I can speak on it. Like whenever I start watching anime, it's really hard to stop. At least for me, it like it really is hard to stop. Like am I? Like if I can't sleep, I'll watch anime, and then I'm there, and, and then before I know it, I'm like, what the? What time is it? You're like on season twenty-five. Damn. Because it, it it hooks you. Like I think the only anime I've watched is Dragon Ball Z. That's probably it. That's the one. Every, you know, kind of everybody was kind of into one growing I up. Watched. <laughs> I like every, everybody, everybody used to be into that just because it came on Cartoon Network after yeah, like, yeah, yeah. after school. <laughs> like we'd all just leave and go home. And what I thought was cool about that was I had cousins from Mexico. This was before Instagram, obviously. That would come over and they'd be like, "Oh damn, you, like he hasn't even fought Frieza." I'm like, bro, who the fuck is Frieza? He's like, "Oh, bro, he done he done already killed Frieza over there. He done killed him twice." I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> that was the thing. So I remember one time I was like 13. We went to Mexico, went to Cancun, and we're in the we're in the resort and. We're watching um, TV, and I was like, "Oh shit, Dragon Ball Z!" And I was like, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is happening?" It's like a whole new world. I'm like, huh? I'm like, they wasn't they wasn't just spinned off their own thing because this isn't Spanish. Like, this ain't even real. <laughs> that was like a boot, bootleg version or something. That's not bootleg. <laughs> I, I actually have like, a um, like, Goku's hair in that color this shit's fake <laughs> I actually have a friend who does um, he does all the audio recording for the Dragon Ball Z movie so yeah? the, the new one that just cool. came out yeah, yeah. He, he actually did like the audio like his stuff pops up at the end of the credits his name pops up oh that's pretty and cool he told me I didn't know this that anime you know comes from uh, wherever Japan. country it yeah, yeah. comes from they send it without audio and that Everybody has it's called flapper, and I think flapping, and they everybody has like seven seconds or something of the lips just moving. Yeah. So whenever they get it over here, they have like once they give it to the voice actors and the screenwriters, they they have to make everything fit within those amount right. of lips moving. Yeah, yeah. So when I've seen it, That's I'm like, intense. I'm like, man, the story building kind of sucks. He's like, well, yeah, bro, you gotta understand, like they're limited to right. seven seconds per character, so it's like. They have to get across what they have to say in just those seven seconds, and, and I think they say you get like a second before and after their mouth start moving, where the eye where the eye doesn't recognize that. Oh, but I, I didn't know that. Oh, that that was pretty cool. That's why you gotta watch it some. You're missing half the story. That is true. Dude, I thought I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. About that. You told me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, take your glass, half empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I I hope. Uh, 
you know, we were able to do it, do your stories a little bit of justice here on the show. Uh, th- this is just the first part of the show. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I hope you have yet. a battery in your back and you're charged up. And like you said, you're able to like go on your way home and think about some more ideas because he's excited about the, the stories from Oak Cliff. Tell us from Oak Cliff. Just so you know, this guy is, I'm going to go watch it too. This guy's not, go. He's not big on Oak Cliff. Why not? I'm I'm not not big on Oak Cliff. Because everybody that came on the show is from Oak Cliff. First thing I said once, like, where's this at? Mesquita. I was like, oh, I got to leave Oak Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, so look, I'm, um, I will say that that Oak Cliff mentality, it's not something that just happened. So, um, like, years ago, there was a huge flood in Oak Cliff, in Dallas. This was, like, nine, 1909. I see you posted about that. So, then that's, that it got so flooded that we, Oak Cliff couldn't get to downtown. And this, and then you also got to understand. I don't know if you read that whole piece that I posted. They were trying to vote us out of uh, out of Dallas. They don't they didn't want us in Dallas. They're like, nah, we don't want to. We don't want them part of Dallas. But it made sense because it made Dallas bigger, and they'd be able to get more money and more grants. Yeah. So then, keep in mind, just imagine if you're this dude from Oak Cliff and all of downtown fancy rich folk. You know, it all gets flooded, and it's like it's just you and Oak Cliff ain't flooded, and downtown's a little flooded. But you, you guys are not flooded. You're like, man, and they don't want us. So then they had, they got that mentality of like, okay, well, we're going to put everything here. Like, we don't need to leave Oak Cliff because everything that we need is going to be here. And that mentality just stuck. Like, for whatever reason, it just became part of the culture. Because that, there's a joke. Um, you, know how, you know how you know somebody's from Oak Cliff? Don't worry. They'll tell you. It's a truth though. Yeah, it's a truth, you know. Ass, and then um, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Hundred percent, you know. And but it's that's just the culture over there, you know. Right. It's been like that since back then, just because of the fact that it's such a small community. And then even like when you kind of get into the history of it, like it, like Bishop Arts, the like the gentrified place, it was called like that because uh, it was like a place where all the artists went. Like when everybody was kind of kicked out mm-hmm. of everywhere and they were uh, immigrating over here. It was artists that set up right there, which makes sense because it's Bishop Arts. You know what I'm saying? And also think it's cool that Highland Park, which is one of the richest neighborhoods in Dallas and Oak Cliff, they were created by the same couple. Mm -hmm. They just split up and they were like, you know what? I'm going to come over here and do my thing. You stay over here and you do your thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we both came from. That's so interesting. I never knew that. It's it, there's a lot of crazy things about Oak Cliff that, like, that's weird. For example, the Texas Theater on Jefferson, it was built by that millionaire. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio portrayed him in that movie, The Aviator. Okay. So he that that guy he built the, the Oak Cliff Texas Theater, and uh, in Oak Cliff we also originated the first Seven Eleven, the first Blockbuster. Both of those started in Oak Cliff. I think the first Seven, you know where oh you know where Grinders at, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know that Lulac building in front of. Uh, well, it used to be yeah. a Seven Eleven. So it? that was the first Seven Eleven in Oak Cliff, and Seven uh, Eleven donated it to Lulac, and then they made it into their um, office oh, and their yeah. foundation. So yeah. So there's bro, it's, it's a lot of crazy. Um, a lot of crazy connections of Oak Cliff to like very big mainstream things, but I feel you can find that anywhere. You know, have you watched George Lopez show? Uh, I've seen George. Yeah. Lopez. You know the mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she graduated from Kimball and went to SMU. She's from she's from she's in you know from Oak Cliff you know I think that's, that's pretty t- childhood yeah. hottie right there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we also had right? uh, oh, yeah her, her yeah her and the daughter I think yeah. 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 yeah yeah a Catwoman or a Wonder Woman and she was Latina too she's she's actually if you go to Bishop Arts you know mm-hmm. those new buildings that they painted oh yeah she's painted on the side of one of those buildings oh, in, her, really? in her Catwoman outfit or something but she's Oak Cliff yeah oh. that and I what's that y'all seen Eraserhead. It's like a really weird movie. I've like, heard of Razorhead. With David I've, Fincher. 
I, yeah, he is like a weird guy with like a really high flat top. Yeah, I know Razorhead. He's, he's, he's from Oak Cliff. It's just it's just random. Oak Cliff is just such a very uh, historic place. I, I I mean it's where I was born and raised, so it's just like I think it's crazy. Then all the gentrification going on right now, bro. Yeah. Because like, growing up, honestly, you tell somebody, "Oh, I'm from Oak Cliff," they look at you like. Yep. Now you tell people if you're from Oak Cliff, like, oh, you stay in Oak Cliff? Damn, yeah. that's nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> bro, it's crazy. I think like, it just yeah. depends on depends on the people. Because I still mm. tell people, like, I'm from Oak Cliff, they're like. like well, oh, yeah, yeah, like my coworkers. They're like. Um, like all the ski people? I'm from Oak Cliff. They're like, where's Oak Cliff? And I was like, oh, 35 South, um, Illinois. And they're like, oh. You just tell them Bishop Arts and it's a whole other situation. That's a, that's a little rough over there. I was like, mm, like no. Like, girl, you rough. <laughs> 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 mm, that's yeah. rough. <laughs> it's actually like. so Your people skills are rough. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in uh, Oak Cliff. I went to Margaret B. Henderson. Then I went to. Catania. No, no. I went to Griner. Oh. Went to Griner and Sunset. And so my wife also grew up in Oak Cliff. And so we don't live in Oak Cliff, but our goal is to move back to Oak Cliff. It's tight. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's like, not like, it's, this is the first year where I like don't want to be there anymore because of, they really switched up all the streets on Jefferson and they kind of made everything. They made Vernon and Tyler two ways and they were one ways. Yeah, they were one ways forever. Yeah, and they made them two, ways. two ways. now? Yeah, they're two ways now. I know they added that little roundabout on by, yeah, like the King's Springs. Highway and all that. Yeah, yeah, by King's Highway. They're doing yeah. so much shit down there, it's man. Just, and that's another thing. It's like, Back then, it was you had to go somewhere to be something or you know get your stuff popping. Now it's like you can do that here. You know, like I have some friends. Why not? Well, they're my friends. They did a, um, they filmed a short series, okay. and they um, they won best dark comedy at the Austin Film Festival God, for like. For one of their, um, for one of their, because they had like a, basically they shot different webinars and they put them all together yeah. and then they made them all into one movie. And one of them, one of them, it, so the, basically the whole concept to every episode is they're trying to go viral as a YouTube sensation. Okay. And the one that won a contest was called, uh, we start a porno. And they have, <laughs> Yeah, nah, yeah, you guys, you guys have to watch it. It's on YouTube. I, I, yeah. I, I, I send y'all the link. Yeah, send the link, man. Like yeah. it, they, it was like a eight part series. They dropped it all as a movie, and then now they're releasing. And I think what's cool is that they rented out the Angelica, and they did a movie release there. Okay. And then they rented out Texas Theater, and they did a release there. Nice. And the one that they just released, the um, we start a porno. That's the that's the actual one that won like the the best dark fil- best dark comedy at yeah. the Austin Film Festival. That's so cool. I want to watch it. No, it's really man, great. trust me. When I I I would say or classify it kind of like Dumb and Dumber type yeah. of vibes, like very raw, funny, yeah. you know, like. But they're it's funny, man. I highly I highly commend them on what they did because that's something that I want to do is be able to shoot a movie and they did it. What uh, what school did you go to? I went to I went to Sunset and Molina. Okay. Yeah, I went Stockard for middle school. Well, what year did you graduate? I graduated '08. Okay, from Molina. From Molina, yeah. Okay. I know you know a lot of the same people I know. Mm-hmm. What, what year you graduated? 07. 07, okay. From but, where? But from from Sunset. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, my, I went to Sunset for two years, and then I went to Molina for two years. Okay. My little my little brother ended up graduating from... My big brother was salutatorian 2006, and then my little brother graduated. Wait, what's your uh, older brother? What's your Julio. Name? Julio Lopez. Oh, I don't, yeah. And then my little brother graduated... I don't know what year he graduated, yeah. but... He graduated from Sunset. He went to Molina, then he went to Sunset. Yeah. yeah Dude, I know. You, I, 
Because I know you know Pat. And uh, bro, me and my Daisy. Pat, me and Pat, we go way back, bro. Yeah. That's my brother right there, man. He's yeah. real cool people. Yeah, yeah. we we um we I, went to high school together. That's how I met him at first. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I knew Jonathan, his brother. Oh, yeah, I'm real cool with his brother, yeah. too, so Jonathan. Me, Jonathan and I, we played football together, and we... Oh, okay, okay. Know, all four years of high school, we are friends, and then so... Pat and I started talking a lot more when he was running. Mm-hmm. Whenever he was running, and he had like his big transformation when he when running a bunch, so he was running with me a bunch. Oh, okay. So we started like running White Rock like around the pandemic time, like once. No, we do it like, every Sunday. We'll run White Rock by like four to six miles. Yeah, White Rock's a long ass fucking uh, yeah. trail, whatever it yeah, is. Like half a marathon, right? Oh, uh, it's nine long. miles. It's oh, okay. a half a marathon. Damn, like 13, 13 something. How much do you yeah. run? You're just like nine miles, bro. <laughs> 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 When I was running at the time, like we were running like four, six, four to six miles, even eight miles. And I think one time I did run all of White Rock. I did it once. Actually, I messed up, though, because I ran from my apartment, which was connected to a trail Mm. that was connected to White Rock. And so I was like, I'm going to run from here, then one White Rock, and I'm going to be done. And then, like, I was done. I was like, yeah. Your legs are off. I was like, oh, man, I got to run back home. (laughs) (laughs) And so I ended up getting like, like almost like like 11 miles Dang. I would have got like 12 but like after like a while I was like, I was like hey I can't run no more like come pick me up like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm here the tum thumb like come pick me up so you ran what 12, 11 miles straight I, I it was yeah Damn. give or take like I was I walked a little bit and you never done the turkey trot yeah the, the 5k it's 5k I thought it was way longer I don't know uh, isn't there like there's, a there's longer a 5K version 5k and 10k okay okay yeah, yeah that one's like Man, I cannot run that. Yeah, now miles. me and my brother-in-law were into biking. It's so like the other day we biked like, like twenty miles. Mountain or mountain bike? Yeah. Road? Oh, that's yeah. Tight. yeah. Mountain bike. I wish I don't even know how to ride a bike. Yeah. And everyone that I have <laughs> said that to, they're like, "I'm gonna teach you how to ride a bike." No one <laughs> to this motherfucking day has taught me how to ride well, a look, bike. You just jump on the bike and I was gonna say, you just start. You just <laughs> worst you can do. Fall a couple of scrapes. times. Yeah, get right. scrapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how y'all. The people that know how to ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just get on. <laughs> it's like swimming. You just it's, it's just pedaling. Like, just like this. See, I know how to swim. Yeah. I, I, if you can I swim, you can ride a bike. Balance. That's the thing. If you, like, you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. Yeah. Then you can totally ride a bike. <laughs> I feel like Captain America. Like, I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, um, I'm a very clumsy person. Yeah. Like, very, very clumsy. I'm constantly falling down. I'm constantly hitting myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so many bruises on my So, legs. when you go to the, the, the gym, just jump on uh, one of the bikes. I hate those bikes. You know why? Because well. <laughs> my ass feels uncomfortable. The, they, well, yeah, that's going to be any bike. Yeah, that's going to be any bike. Exactly. See, yeah. I'm not meant to be. Even, even those bikes are uncomfortable, right? Well, the ones you ride, though, they're uncomfortable? Yeah, they're pretty uncomfortable. Because even though yeah. I, I follow these fighters, Nate and Nick Diaz, and they um they say it all the time, like, bro, there's, no, there's nothing that's going to help help you make that seat better. You just got to put it there and, and ride it until it just, you can't feel it no more. Yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> Sheesh. So yeah, it's like after like mile five, I'm just like, well, whatever. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like it's like whatever. Like we, I mean, I'm already five miles in. I mean, might as well keep going. And I usually get like I have a speaker and I'll just play stuff that like takes my mind off, like my ass hurting. <laughs> you good? Y'all got all y'all's old cliff out? <laughs> no, no. I was sitting to the side letting y'all. Do y'all thing, you know? I was like, ah, shit, y'all got it, man. <laughs> it's funny, like, because 
as we started like have more people jump on the podcast, uh, the people that I invite, like my friend Victor lives in Oak Cliff. You know James Guerrero? I know who he is. Yeah, he was real cool, my younger cousin. Yeah, so James Oak Cliff too, and he's like, man, I've never met so many people from Oak Cliff before. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm just popping out everywhere. I'm yeah, like, what I exactly so it's like, oh, you meet one person from Oak Cliff, I just start popping out of the fucking <laughs> everybody, everyone like just fucking starts, hey, everybody shit. over here. <laughs> but it's just like, it's so funny because you'll go into Oak Cliff and it's like Oak Cliff Tire Shop, Oak Cliff Barbershop, right, Oak Cliff right, Car right. Wash. Oak, it's just, it's just, and one of my cousins, he's he's from um, East Dallas, but he he lives in Denver now. He's he's always hating on Oak Cliff just because he's from East Dallas. So he's all, he's always like, "Hey, bro, can you like make a business that's not from Oak Cliff or like, I can, <laughs> yeah. like can somebody from Oak Cliff make something not from Oak Cliff and say without putting it in the name?" Like, and then I just hold on, why? How would they know where I'm from then? You know, but how would they know I'm from Oak Cliff then? You know, what I'm saying like that, that's the thing with me too. It's like I don't I don't give a shit, <laughs> but you know, but uh, every time I meet somebody from Oak Cliff, so he's like. Yeah, because I'm from Oak Cliff, you know, like, <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you got it. No, yeah. So, Andrew, they, can we put Oak Cliff in the nutrition shop? I thought it was going <laughs> to, uh, it was going to be OC Nutrition. There you go. Why, did, why wasn't it? Huh? Why wasn't it's it? Gonna no, oh, it's it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's in the process. Yes, mm. that's, gotcha. that's the goal that yeah. we're going to open a nutrition shop together in yeah. Oak Cliff. That's yeah. tight. That's, that's what I own. I own a, a nutrition club and oh, we make healthy smoothies, promote the healthy, active lifestyle of the community, providing a free workout, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just a place for people to come and hang out and like be healthy mm-hmm. and be positive. It was just like, mm-hmm. I was telling them today, like the other day, like, dude, like I tell them, we're positive on purpose mm-hmm. like you know we're doing this for a purpose and we just want to be you know a, a good um place for the community to come together and so that's what i want to bring to my community even though i know there's there's some out there that like do the nutrition club but they don't do them the way i do them mm-hmm. and so when and that I, is 100 percent true because i i went to a nutrition club not that long ago that is in Oak Cliff, which I won't name where. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you never see me there. Sorry. Um, so I walked in, and it was just like a whole different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is not it. <laughs> like, I'm bougie, apparently, because Andrew wouldn't have this shit. Like that. <laughs> you know, and then, like, I'm talking to the guy, and I'm ordering my stuff. And then I'm looking around, like... Man, and you're on the president's club. Like your club does not reflect it, you know. And yeah. and, it, and it, I guess because the way I look at it is, when I produce something, which is something that I told Andrew, I was like, you know, I, for sure I want to do the nutrition club. That that's that's a for sure thing, right? But me, I have to have it perfect. So like mm-hmm. whenever I start thinking about the breakdown, I it's like a process in my head, right? And I can't just jump right in it. And me being inside that club and seeing, like, a parent, like, the way I took it is this guy just jumped right in it. <laughs> like, he didn't take too much pride into his setup, setup or anything like that. But, I mean, he's on a president's team, so apparently he's doing something right. Yeah. But I'm looking around, I'm like, but that's not what I want. Like, I want right. more kind of like what, what Andrew offers, you know, just... like a clean environment and uh, a community mm-hmm. and where you can go and you can joke around. Like whenever I had a meeting with him, we had a quick business meeting during my lunch because my job is down the street from his uh, nutrition club. And there was this, I remember there was this guy there and he was there the whole time. He was just chilling there. And I'm just like, is he just not going to leave? Yep. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> okay. And so like, I'm right. talking to Andrew. And, you know, and Andrew's like unfazed, you know, because I guess he's just used to people just hanging out there, you yep. know. And then I, and I have to remind myself, like, that's the type of environment that Andrew provides. Mm-hmm. You know, paid partnership. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Was, that was yeah. nice. I like that it, was bro. a good like one. Yeah. Yeah. You got that point drop. from earlier back. <laughs> You're back on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good little drop. That sounded real professional. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> oh, my bad. I don't know what we're doing there. No, that's, that's the whole vibe that they have, though. Every time I go there, it's like people just chilling. Like. They go there, they get their order, they get their drinks or whatever, and they're hanging out. They're having a good time. Everybody's conversating with each other. Everybody's all, that's, I mean, that's how them. I feel like with any business, you want to create an experience, not just the product. Like, you want to give them the experience. That's really what they're paying for. You yeah, know, they, right. can, they can make their well, own milkshake and, at home. And that's what I tell people all the time. Like, like all the clubs have the same exact product that I do. Like, all the ones that are associated with Herbalife, like, they have the same product I do. But the reason I have a girl that lives in Oak Cliff that drives all the way over here to Mesquite, Mm-hmm. And her mama drives every day to come see me. It's because of me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not because of what I'm giving her. Like it's because of us and what the community provides. Like there's like we do have somebody that drives all the way from Oak Cliff. She, she lives off Illinois and Edgefield, mm-hmm. like right there. And she drives at least three to four times a week. To come get a shake. Come get a workout. Hang out for a little bit. Goes back to goes back to Oak Cliff. Because I'm like down the street and I'm like, bro, I'm only going there <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's good. Yeah, you guys are just, man, it, it's actually interesting because like I've never been this like laid back on a podcast on yeah. one of these shows before where mm-hmm. I'm not driving it like topic to topic. You guys are gliding, man. Like just I'm just enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with that, you're, you're talking about the, the nutrition club and some of the stuff you got going on, talking about goals and all these other things that, you know, you are already touching on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a segment on the show now that's kind of like a catch up segment, mm-hmm. like what's new with you or whatever. So, Daisy, we haven't seen you in uh, quite a while on the show, but. Yes, do I look skittier? <laughs> <laughs> Leave comments and say I do. <laughs> What's funny is I'm going to get them on Spotify because that's where we get most of our comments from. So it's just going to be real? a whole bunch of emails about Daisy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I, <laughs> tell me pretty things. <laughs> tell me pretty things. <laughs> um, Daisy, what's new with you since the last time we saw you? I know you, you got a lot of stuff going on. Unfortunately, I am still single. <laughs> No. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, communication. Communication. Learn how to communicate. <laughs> Come on, people. It's not that hard. Uh, I had just had a moment earlier with one of my friends, my closest friends, and I felt like something was going on, you know? And so, and I reached out to her and I was like, hey, you know, uh, I just want to check in on you, man. You know? Just you. Not, not, not the versions of you that you have to be, the person you are. And she's like, oh, man, I appreciate that, you know. And then she told me how she felt, and then I expressed myself. And I was like, you know, I've been feeling like this way recently. And I don't know if it's me just projecting or misunderstanding, you know. And she was like, I'm sorry. And, and she was like, you know what? I appreciate that you called. And, like, you didn't just leave it where it's like unnecessary 
tension in the air. You get what I'm saying? And then um, I told her, I was like, yeah, because that's the way I like. I, you know, people say like all days you over communicate. Well, let me step back. People always tell me either you under communicate or you over communicate. <laughs> like, I have no balance, which is very true. I'm a very extreme person. So whenever she told me, she was like, I appreciate the fact that you didn't just leave it to where you feel uncomfortable. You straightened it out. And I'm like, yeah. And I go, now, if only I could find that in a relationship. <laughs> because that's the way I look at it. You know, like, communication's everything. And I fear, like, um, I don't know. I'm just going to get used to being single. I am. Because so, I'm not going to, like, I got to say, lower my standards. I feel like communication is such a base standard. That, like, you would you know, think. Right. You know? Yeah. And then again, I've been married for 11 years, so I don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> true, I have no fucking clue about anything. You know, it's tough. And, you know, especially since, obviously, it, you know, uh, the last time I was on here, and you know, I was talking about my healing journey and how uh, I was back into therapy, which I stopped having mm-hmm. to go to therapy, by the way, because okay. I had to purchase a new vehicle. So there goes that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, my new vehicle was, you know, that's an additional bill oh, okay. a month. You know, so um, I basically had to tell my therapist, I'm like, it's either you or I have a vehicle to where I can go to work. So apparently I need the vehicle to go to work. Um, So I had to quit seeing her and kind of come to terms with, okay, Daisy, this is, we're on our own again. You know, like we, we gotta, we gotta continue this healing journey on our own. And um, so, so okay. as I as I progressed on my own and kind of took a step back, I I, I listened to Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Do I know who that person is? So Abraham Abraham Hicks. I listened to them on Spotify. But so basically, it's it's a woman, right? But it's not really schizophrenia, but kind of like a, the divine, like a power above power goes within her and she speaks for that person and that person's called Abraham. Um, her name is Esther, but Abraham is the one that's speaking. And, and it's really neat to see that, right? Because, you know, I'm, I, I am a spiritual person, right? So I believe in higher power, mm-hmm. um, whether that be for some people, the universe, God, whoever, um, I think we can all agree. There's some type of higher power out there. I mean, we're here. So, um, you know, uh, one thing that she preaches is letting go of the past. Whatever happened to you, it happened. You can't go back. You know, so then why do you keep telling the same story of the past? You know, just move forward. Just keep looking forward. And so she has helped me to kind of transition over from seeing my mm. therapist to not seeing my therapist. And kind of releasing the mentality of I want to know what happened to me in the childhood whereas now it's uh, just like you know what I may never know what happened to me in my childhood and and I, I've come to terms with I'm never going to find out and so I'm just going to let it go because remember I was doing that um, to try and recover right. lost memories because yeah. I have e- a lot of M- years D- what, EMDR. What? EMDR. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> just finished. You it. got the E. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, I was. I although like I at first.
first, you know, whenever I came on the show, I was really pumped up, right? Because I'm like, oh, man, the whole process and getting to that end point and getting that closure that I so desperately wanted and then um, coming to terms with I'm just never going to get it, which is, you know, life in general. So there's that. Uh, my finish well, journey has gone great, though. Well, I was just about to tie that in because now you got, like, uh, you're, you're not able to work on it the way you wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. The, the EMDR and the recovery mm-hmm. and the figuring out what happened and all that stuff. So because, you, you know, you've kind of switched your focus from trying to figure that out to now you have all these new goals. You have all these things that you're working on yes. uh, personally. And yeah. that's kind of like letting go of that is freeing you up to, like, put your focus yes. here. Right. That is Tell us a little true. bit about what you're doing. So or what's going on with you? Yeah, with, with the that extra energy now that I have, mm-hmm. and uh, what I'm focusing on is building that community where through the fitness world, um, just because I know that there's other people out there like myself that are dealing with a whole bunch of stuff, uh, or maybe feeling misunderstood. Or, you know, can't afford therapy. Like, I can't afford therapy right now. And so they use the whole fitness industry to kind of, like, release it. And then where – and also, like, the, the oddballs, you know, because I consider myself an oddball. I don't consider myself someone who can fit in easily. And just trying to find a community that they can feel welcomed in. That's what I want – that's what I want to bring. And so I've been focusing on that and increasing the – the traffic on my fitness page, and then um, also working towards the goal of the nutrition club with Andrew. So that's uh, um, you know building up my clientele, building up my portfolio of people that I have helped to lose weight because I have some friends now that I'm working with, mm-hmm. and um, and I tell them I was like okay you know like I'll I'll do the little program for you, and uh, you know but you gotta stick to it. at the same time I'm doing the certification so that I can say like I am a fitness trainer yeah and that's something that I no one knows so this is my first time saying because I want to be able to say I can I can offer you the full experience from start to finish and this is legit you know because you know some people they like to see receipts right and so I told myself I was like, well, hey, since I'm uh, since I'm now an Herbalife distributor and I can write it off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the best part of being an entrepreneur, being self-employed. You can write off right everything. Off. Yeah, I think about that. Uh, Shit's Creek. Have you ever seen that yeah, yeah. show? I, I know you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Oh my god, I love about. that show. And he's like, he goes, David, who's gonna who who's gonna pay for all this? Uh, the write-off people. I'm gonna write it off. <laughs> That's you, me. I, I uh, I just bought some kettlebells. Write off. <laughs> so, and in my garage right now, it's already a gym. Yeah. So, like uh, a while back, I have done a transformation. Um, shout out to Cowboy Up Construction. They're fucking amazing, by the way. Um, so they transformed my garage into a gym. And um, so now I'm going to start uh, writing off <laughs> fitness equipment because now I How many can years back that. can you write off from? <laughs> like two years, right? It goes back two years. Well, like, oh, shit. That was completely a joke question. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It, it's about two years. Yeah. But the good part is that that, that, that uh, remodel that happened, it happened this year. Oh, you good. Then. So I'm going to write it off. Definitely write it off. 
So, anywho, so I want to be able to say, you know, okay, you can't meet me at the gym? Cool. No come. problem. You can come to my house. You know, because I have a squat um, a squat bar. I mean, I have a barbell. I have a kettlebell. I have I have a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so, I want to offer that that full experience for people and eventually get to the point of the nutrition club. And my idea behind the nutrition club is like a nutrition club and a gym at the same time, you know, which I know we didn't, haven't gotten that far into details, but definitely want to gym with it. <laughs> oh, hey, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're speaking his language. What's the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Limit. I'm down for that. We, are, we already got going on over here. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, ADM Enterprise Business Enterprises Incorporated is a thing now. It's uh, my first awesome. LLC opened up. It's nice. a parent S Corp LLC and uh, full EIN, all of it. Ah, <laughs> my mind was like, <laughs> "What are we doing?" <laughs> like you telling us something's coming to Dallas without telling us something's coming to Dallas. S Corp, <laughs> you Oak Cliff fucking hood rat. <laughs> 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 You're like, damn it. <laughs> no, uh, but attached to that is boxing gym, uh, studio, oh, a whole sad. studio. Yeah. yeah. Producing things for people. Yeah. All, mm, all nice. kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, so it, it, something about August has been like hidden different with like a lot of the people around me. And, mm-hmm. and that's, I told you that in the thing is like something about you, August go getters, man. Y'all got me like fired up right now. Like I'm mm, like motivation. fucking yeah, like ready to go start hitting some shit. I I started working out. I'm down ten pounds actually. Oh man, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I, is, what's funny is uh, so in this random hand actually, in the video, huh? <laughs> oh. a random hand in the video. God, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that hand lost ten pounds. <laughs> Great job, uh, <laughs> inside this closet is like a you know, all my shit. So my shoes and my you know. Clothes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't been able to wear a lot of them for, uh, you know, a lot of the jeans and all, a lot of the pants mm, and good. the shoes that's that I go good. with them. We're there. So, so it's yeah. just, yeah, you know. Cool. All them August go, all you August go-getters, y'all, you know, keep posting, keep doing y'all thing. Keep, you know, making me feel like a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get it. You know what? I had just sent a voice memo to my friend. So she was like... Hey, Daisy, you know, I have a question. Her name's Daisy, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Double D's? Oh, yeah. Double D's? Double D's? Yeah. Double you know, D's way, podcast. She hasn't picked up on the podcast because she's been really busy. She's, she started kickboxing. Mm, no. And she's going to be one of the people that is going to be under me. She's going to join the September challenge. And so she's going to come to me tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I love you, baby. She's going to come to me tomorrow, and she's going to go with me tomorrow to the um, nice. event, too. So, Daisy... Uh, We've known each other for a couple of years. I think it's since I was 19 years old. And she told me, she was like, Daisy, I need, I need a little insight. <laughs> How can a man try to get in good with a Scorpio that is healing? You know, and I was like, okay. And um, I was like, can you give me a little bit more info? It's easy. Be patient. <laughs> no, no. See, I gave different advice. So I was like, give me a little bit more info. She was like, look, this is what's happening. This guy has been uh, after this woman for a year now. And she will not commit because she's hard of, she's scared of being hurt, right? So she was like, so what can this man do? And I said, girl, <clears throat> let me tell you right now. Not a damn thing. Because if a woman is that comfortable in a situationship for a whole year, she is not going to change for him. 
He is not it. Because it's the same way. You know how they say a man can change, but you're just not the reason he wants to change? Same thing goes for a woman. And I said, and as a Scorpio, because once again, I'm spiritual, so I believe in horoscopes. Do not come for me. Do not come for me. So, oh, we coming. <laughs> I held back on like seven jokes. I had seven. So, um, you know, and I had told her, I was like, so once we make up our mind, that's it. And that's the biggest thing for me is that uh, I'm very indecisive in my head. And I'm, I remember part of that four agreement book that I read about, um, be impeccable with your word. So I do not talk out of my ass. So if you do something to piss me off, I shut the fuck up and I just marinate and I think to myself and I think, okay, you know what? I don't want to talk out of my ass. What are we going to do? They say, let's, let's sleep on it. And the next day. Marinate. Yeah. Let it (laughs) marinate. Yeah. You know, a little salt guy, you know, (laughs) and then once it's all ready, Good, cooked. I'm like, okay, this is what I took from it, and you're a bitch. (laughs) 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 So I told her, I was like, so there's, and I go, tell that man that he needs to know his worth, get back in his throne, fix his crown, and tell her either you want me or not, because I am way too good for this shit. And she was like, wow. She was like, I didn't expect you to give that type of advice. I'm like, why? I'm not, I'm not like your feminist woman. Nothing against feminist woman, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I've, I've said it in the first podcast, you know, mm. like I, because I think about my brother, I am a huge advocate for men and men's mental health. I, it matters. The emotional state matter. And, and this is a prime example. Here you have where the situation is flipped than your usual situation. Like, this man is the one after this woman, and this woman is like, I don't want to commit to you. Like, I have commitment issues. He's like, no, King, no. Walk away. <laughs> Walk away. So, yes, Adrian, so, remember, you're a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> no, it, it's funny because uh, Scorpio people are my favorite kind of people. Sandy Sandy's a Scorpio. And so whenever... <laughs> yeah. Trying to get out the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm just gonna tell you. Whenever we first started started dating, she did not like me. Uh Like, did not like me. She was also kind of (laughs) like, kind of getting over like what her baby daddy did Uh to her, and so, so she didn't like me. She gave me the time, like, because I was nice and like, you know, took her out to dinner, you know, stuff like that. But she did not like me, and even at that, like, when I would go to places, like, we've known each other since we've grown up. Mm-hmm. And so we go to places. They're like, "Oh, who's this?" And I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm Andrew. I'm Sandy's boyfriend." <laughs> 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 and for the longest, and I'm just like, like she never introduced me. <laughs> she didn't like me. Nothing. I was just no like, king. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, no. What, like, I was just like, I was like, what the hell? And then, <laughs> then so like w- along with me being nice, and just me being who I am. And then I just gave it to her really good. And after that, she was just fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> she never, she never yeah, left. Yeah. Straighten up that fucking crown, dog. I gave her something that she could not say no to. And she was just like, yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> this, like, is <laughs> this is Andrew. This is Andrew. And so that's, be patient and just give it to him good. And those Scorpios come around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Honestly, that, they, 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 they give you a little insight. <laughs> um, it really is like that. Like, 
if you, like I said, I let things marinate, right? Uh-huh. So, like, if they say I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going on a date with a guy, you know, like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give you that energy right off the bat because I'm just trying to get a feel for you, you know? And then like a day or two passes by and then I'm really thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I like him enough. And then, <laughs> and then I'll show interest. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, um, but it's because like I have to like, it's, it's a thought process for me. It's not, I don't just jump right in it. Especially, you know, because I'm really big on energy, right? So then I want to conserve my energy. I need to see if you're worth my energy. And and I don't mean that because I think I'm stuck up or anything. I just feel like everyone should be mindful of their energy. Yeah. Like you can't just give your all to somebody that you just met or that you're just now getting to know or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so I've been told that before. Like, man, it's so hard to get through to you. And, but But once you get through... Then I just don't want to let you go. Like, I'm just like, no. You're, you're, you're mine. <laughs> like, Sandy, it's yeah. like, no, you're mine. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, other than that, the the fitness journey, the continuing to heal, continuing all my communication skills, um, that's a really big thing, obviously. And um, my kids, you know, uh, I'm still working on becoming a better parent for them. And especially with my son, because, man, he be testing my patience so much, so much. Um, that's it, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, with work, just work. I started doing um, Amazon deliveries, which oh, really? is something I also no one knows. So mm. you heard her first here. Uh, I do Amazon deliveries as well. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> she does <laughs> everything. Exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> talking about my personal life so <laughs> i started doing amazon deliveries and it, i think it's like the coolest thing ever you know because like i i go to the houses and then i'm just like wow this is beautiful and of course you can't take pictures of people's houses <laughs> <laughs> i don't do that <laughs> but i definitely get inspiration because i'll get out and i'm like wow that is so neat like how do they get the grass like <laughs> Green? <laughs> water, water. water <laughs> Making a Fortnite shoe. I definitely don't water my grass. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, dead ass. My shit was just wheat for like yeah, a that's little that's everybody. Everyone has green grass. And right then now, it, it rained. Yeah, yeah it rained and it started coming right back. I was like, oh, look at that. But that's <laughs> how it's supposed to look. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure it's still alive. It's still alive. <laughs> so I started doing the Amazon deliveries mainly towards. Uh, trying to save up and you know for the nutrition club so uh my friend the other day she was like so when do you sleep and i was like no i sleep <laughs> I'll, I'll make it fit because you know i started i finally opened my cricket so it's like uh i once got told you know you're not supposed to have that many hobbies right and i'm like but who said so <laughs> because if you think about it it's like i have so many freaking hobbies so many different things that I dabble in, and it's it's that whole like short attention span. So like since I'm a couponer, like I'll I'll hit it hard and I'll go like couponing like almost every weekend, and then I'm like eh, I'm bored. So then I'll go to my crafting, and then I'm like eh, I'm bored. <laughs> so I'll just jump around right, to different right. hobbies. I get bored easily, which is probably another reason why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, one, no one can keep up with like you know like man what are you, what are you into this week 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's so much there too. Goddamn. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I, I told him before too on the show that like, that's kind of like my ideal life is just like I'm always just like on the go. Like I got mm-hmm. you know, hey, this is going on over here at the studio. Like blah 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 blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Handle it. It's going on with the party buses or whatever. I'm on on a party bus business too. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going on with the bus oh, really? or whatever. This happened. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, this happens. It's like, oh shit. Here's huh? It has a stripper pole now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, stripper pole. Yeah, it does. It has one too. Yeah. Oh, cool. I actually want to get party it. Party wedding yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they even have like a, a target to throw like the little people. Highly requested, <laughs> actually. Highly requested. <laughs> I remember that movie, but that's a funny movie. There's a, a fetish <laughs> for that. The fetish? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's like a it's like a thing. Oh, like, you're serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. I mean, you're that... playing along with his jokes, bro. <laughs> no, I'm being dead ass. They're asking for little. Yes, that, that's a request <laughs> that people are asking for. That is that's insane. that's yeah, like hey, wild. do you know any like little people strippers? You know, wow. <laughs> like, the crazy Damn. thing is, I think they charge more. You would think they'd be like half off, right? <laughs> <laughs> for real, bro. Like, <laughs> Like a commodity nice. or something. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Thanks. That's he just gross. gave us a clip for the front of the video. <laughs> oh, I'm blown away that people are like, how awkward are those conversations, bro? Yeah. I like, what, like it's just like, hey, man, you know, I want a stripper. Like, I'll get your boy. You're not, but it's because I want like a specific, you know, type of stripper. You're just like. So the thing is, everybody who's, and this is wide, man. There's a lot of them. And everybody who's asked me about it. No shame whatsoever. They're just like out with it. Hey, you got little strippers? No strength. Like no shame at all. <laughs> little strippers? That is insane. Yeah, it, it's, it's I respect wild them for being upfront though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, hey, you, like you like what you like. like. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, you're paying the bill. I mean, it's no judgment zone. I just think it's, that's a very wild request. Like, <laughs> like, I get the stripper, but like a little stripper? I'm just like, right. I guess. I mean, <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, bro. Right, whatever tickles right. your pickle. Right. <laughs> But yeah, just you know, like always, just something going on, and like from till like from when I wake up to whenever I go to bed, it's just like mm. constant fucking go, you know. And, and my wife that, is that so chaos. the opposite kind of person too with that kind oh, of shit. Really? Yeah, where she's like, no. I like I I function better whenever the environment is chaotic, and it's because I grew up in a very chaotic environment, so I'm just so used to it, and so sometimes, and that's the reason why I force myself into meditation a lot. And at one point when I felt like I was too chaotic, I would meditate three times a day. So I would meditate right when I wake up. So I have my phone in automation to where whenever I turn off my alarm, my meditation video starts up. And so um, I I meditated right when I woke up. I would meditate in a sauna because I feel like that was very challenging for me because I'm sweating my ass off and trying not to dehydrate and pass out. And at the same time, I am meditating. And then I would meditate right before I go to sleep. And and whenever I felt like I was just like all over the place, I had to force myself to like quiet my mind. Um, because I am just so chaotic. I'm so on the go. And, and that's what I want, like someone to be able to say like, hey, you know, like balancing out, you know, um, someone who's more chill, laid back and just like, 
while you know they have their own stuff going on, right? Because the the thrive, the drive, right? right. Little you got, clip. You gotta have goals. You have to have you goals. You gotta be a guy too. A mind of your own and a man. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, ladies. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> you know, and I've been getting hit on by lesbians lately. Yeah. Like even my TikTok tells me about a lesbian dating app, yeah. and I'm like, am I, are they trying to tell me something? <laughs> you should think. Hey, about this it. other thing ain't working out for you. I, don't know. I know, right? Maybe I should switch I, genders. I think you have it in you to be one. I was one. Like, well, I was bisexual. Yeah. It was. It's not in me. Those women are fucking crazy. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> I have a friend. She's always like, I think I'm gonna start dating women. I'm like, you don't have it in you. She's like, what do you mean? Like, you don't have it in you. Wait. What? And she's like, she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you can't put your face in a vagina. So I'm telling you, like, you don't have it in you. Wait, who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think you'd be down for it. You. Oh, I mean, I have. But I'm not saying exactly. Right. Yeah. See. Really? No. I didn't even Wait, know that. So about how you. do you know? Yes. <laughs> like how I, do you, how do you, you decipher? You, you just know. You just have like. It's just one of the things you can just. It's just one of the things you know. Like, oh, you down for that? <laughs> <laughs> she from out there. She's down. <laughs> <laughs> like there was one time with my ex girlfriend. I've only had one actual girlfriend. One actual girlfriend. The bitch was psycho. Okay, fucking psycho. I highly doubt she'll ever see this, but I won't ever say her name because then a lot of people know <laughs> Just her. In Just in case. Just in case. That bitch is psycho. I have her blocked on everything to this day. Damn. <laughs> so um, I still remember one day I was driving, and then she told me, she was like, I'm horny. And I was like, okay, deal with it. I'm driving. No, you're going to deal with it. Like, because I'm telling you, it's bitch was psycho. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to do with that? I'm driving. She goes, oh, you're going to get creative. Nonetheless, I dealt with it as I was driving on the freeway. So Amazing. Yes, I have it in me. <laughs> Skills. That's not psycho. That's just like. No, that bitch was psycho. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, when you want it, you want it. Like. No, uh, <laughs> one time I was driving, and she decided to get on top of me as I'm driving on the freeway. Amazing. <laughs> I that shit You're so talented. <laughs> you really can do it all. <laughs> I mean, I you can. Know, I, think, I think I'm on Andrew. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we believe you. <laughs> You know what? But I'm I'm actually better with women. Like I'm smoother with them, because I don't try. Because I I guess because I'm like ah whatever. It's not gonna end. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't take you serious. Oh my god, is that how men are? <laughs> I'm not gonna confirm that. <laughs> I'm, confirm what I'm not gonna confirm that. I just realized that. I'm gonna throw us under the bus like that. <laughs> we're, be- we're better than that. <laughs> nah, I would never. With women, it just flows easier, you know, versus with men. Like, I have no game with men. But with women, it's just, like, natural. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, know. one of those uh, aha moments. Aha. Nah, I like men. <laughs> I prefer men. <laughs> Can't do women again. I'll probably end up, I don't know, crazy again. It sounds like you probably end up in a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, because or, or I'm talented. <laughs> Very embarrassing ticket, though. Did you know that if you get caught having sex in a public place... It's indecent exposure. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a sex offender. You'd be a pedophile. Yeah. I did not know that. My coworker, uh, not my recent job, not my current job. <laughs> my coworker had a different job. Uh, she actually got caught having sex with her husband in a van. And I just realized... 
uh, at a park after hours though. But either way, she had to register as a sex offender. I'm like, what? That's See, that's why I don't get caught. That is the worst. That. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's a bad thing. That's way like that. embarrassing yeah. on so many levels. Can you like, imagine, like, that. damn, you're a sex offender? Well, yeah, because I got caught having sex in a public but no place. But <laughs> no one's even going to care after that. Like, you're a sex offender, yeah. pause, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter what you say after that. Right. Like, you fucked the up conversation's kind of yeah. just dead. Right you just kind of shut down after, oh, you're a sex offender. Oh, can't talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Who bought the sex offender? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, take the... Who's mad? It gets worse, bro. Right? Yeah, you're a sex offender. Who brought the child like, molester? For real, bro. Like, who brought the little Who brought show over here? Like, who who brought the sex offender? <laughs> the rapist. Darlene. <laughs> 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 bro. Go home and listen to R. Kelly. Darlene. <laughs> 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 Hey, cool story, really quick. So, uh, Adrian was actually the inspiration for R. Kelly. What? Yeah. I'm not going to tell this story. I like when you tell this story. He accidentally, so Summer, they they all went to a cabin. It's him and his family. They're everywhere. They're like sleeping everywhere in this cabin because a lot of them. And so he's he's a sleepwalker when he was a kid. So he woke up sleepwalking, thinking he's going to go use the restroom, I guess. And so then he just starts peeing. And so ends up, he's peeing on his cousin. <laughs> in, your, in your mind, you walked the layout of your home? It, it was a cabin. No, so but I'm saying in your head, though, you thought you were at home. So dude, went, I was asleep. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but but, but sleepwalking, re- though? All I remember, yeah, I was sleepwalking. Because I, I did that before. I, I didn't piss on nobody. But, like, I, I, I remember. I did the exact same yeah, thing, Yeah, like, I did bro. the same thing minus the person, you know. <laughs> I just, I woke up. My dad was like, you pissed in the corner. I was like, what the fuck you mean? Like, I don't know. What are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, you were asleep. I was like, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, was really chill about that. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, hey, I told you to wake up. And you just didn't wake up. Because, I mean, obviously, you're not supposed to wake up somebody yeah, that's Sleepwalking, yeah. he didn't oh, know I was sleep. Nope. Nah, you're not supposed. You could shock yeah, him or something. Yeah. He didn't yeah. know I was sleepwalking until I started pissing, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I know he wouldn't trip out just like that." So when I woke up, he's like, "Hey, you piss in the corner?" I was like, "For real?" I was like, "Yeah." I was little though, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't know that shit, but I was a very I, avid I hope sleepwalker. Was <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just know, anytime anyone brings up R. Kelly on the on the podcast, yeah, <laughs> he brings up the story. That story's time. coming out. The Dave Chappelle version too. <laughs> 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 You know, you know, I really don't remember. I just, uh, I don't ever remember whenever I'm sleep broke. They videotape me. Oh, like, do you still do it to this day? No, no, no. Okay. No, 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 like, no more. That's crazy how, like, I guess you just grow out of it. Because I, I would wake up in my, like, I'll go to sleep in my bed and then wake up in my couch and be like, what the fuck? Like, I'd get up and be like, I guess, and go to my room. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done that in forever. Like, I haven't slept, sleepwalking forever. Well, my I, oldest sleepwalks. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll start talking. That's so weird. Oh, and, we'll talk back if you talk to them. Yeah. Like, even to this day, like, Grown-ups, if you talk to them in their sleep, they'll talk back. Yeah. I think that's the craziest shit. Yeah, whenever they hit the deep the deep sleep, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> just wait for it. Just, like, wait. I think it's within two hours. They'll the go Ram, into deep sleep. sleep right? Yes, Ram. and then right there, ask a question. You shall receive your answer. <laughs> but, anywho, back to the showering. <laughs> kind of bullshit ass bullshit. What just happened? I don't know. Psychology <laughs> fact. Psychology fact. I just educated some women. <laughs> She just probably ruined some marriages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's getting somebody caught up. <laughs> she, she, she wants to increase the divorce rate up in here. <laughs> like Not in here, you. but like... Joke's <laughs> on you. My wife doesn't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> Mine does. <laughs> I, I've never understood that fetish of peeing. 
on like another person. The golden shower is that what they call it? Like yeah. I've never. Uh, I've never heard of that. You're gross. so weird. <laughs> How'd you hear about that? <laughs> okay, I see you looking up. <laughs> I gotta stay up to up to date with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'm single, but uh, yeah, that golden showers crap. I'm like, that is disgusting. Like, how can y'all be into it? Like, I'm really curious. Yeah, I think it starts when you get like a jellyfish thing, <laughs> and you get stung by a jellyfish, and they gotta make it. That shit works. Yeah, oh that shit man, works. Yeah. hey, that's nice. <laughs> that shit that nice to have that hot feeling. <laughs> like, how would that feel on my face? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You're very enthusiastic about that shit works. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want. I want to know that story. What, what happened there? How do you know? In what the way, my bad. The, the, the jellyfish. Thing. Oh, yeah, jellyfish. You never, you never got stung. You oh, never seen no one no. get pissed on, bro. We when when I was younger, I remember going to Corpus Christi one time, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing somebody get pissed on because of that. Uh, like I remember like them running out of the thing and then pissing on them, but they put like towels up so you couldn't group, see. Yeah. Group of guys, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, Kelly just showed up. I don't know. I, I just remember being a little kid thinking like that shit cannot be real, and I was like, oh, yeah, I shit. Think it's like it is a real thing, yeah. Well, I mean, well, there's 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 I, scientific yeah. there's a scientific reason right, to why yeah, your urine yeah. you know sterilizes it, but I just remember thinking like I thought the only there's like as a kid there's some things that I thought only happened in movies, and then you see them in real life and like oh damn that really happened. Seeing somebody get pissed on for that, I was like I thought that shit was fake, you know. <laughs> right, I didn't think that right. was really a real thing. But yeah, that day I just, I woke up and like, she screamed and I was like, oh shit, oh shit. (laughs) 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 So you woke up then and there and you're like, right there. Yeah, mid piss. Do you remember what you were dreaming about? Obviously, using the restroom. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. I must have thought I was in the restroom. There's that joke too, like, don't ever use a restroom in your dream or some shit like that. Like, if you see a toilet in your dream, wake up, you know, something Mm. like that. Like, cause, man. Well, when I was a kid, I was a real, or actually until uh, a few years ago, I was a real restless sleeper, and only only recently I figured it out, and now, man, I'm out in seconds. Well, how did you figure it out? I'm kind of curious. A lot of um, trying to, so it's just kind of like just laying down, sleeping, like finding a, a good, you know. Uh, not fighting yourself is my, my biggest thing. And I used to fight myself a lot. I used to do this thing where I was in school and I was writing a paper for, um, lucid dreaming mm-hmm. and I was trying to induce it because mm-hmm. I don't lucid dream ever. And so to do that, you got to like lay down mm-hmm. and be still. You have to like sleep and go to sleep and layer like levels kind of wave mm-hmm. somewhat. So like you lay down and what happens is your body sends you signals to check if you're asleep before it par- it releases a hormone that paralyzes you during sleep. That so it'll make you like itchy and it'll make you feel itchy in your arm. And if you scratch, that's your body's way of telling or your your brain's way of like figuring out, oh, he's still awake. He's still yeah, don't conscious. Don't put him to sleep. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't paralyze him yet. But whenever you ignore that or you're you're not paying attention to that, then your brain releases that hormone. And it paralyzes your body. That way you don't act out your dreams or whatever. That is really fucking cool. So, like, I am, um, I, I'm a very light sleeper. Mm-hmm. And I can, like, I'm dreaming, but I know I'm dreaming. So, like, I, I manipulate my dreams. And, and like, anything could wake yeah, me up. Lucid dreaming. And so, um, I, you know, part of the journey that I'm on, like, I started doing astral projection. And one night I was like, okay, when I astral project, 
I want to make sure I see myself when I come back into my body. And I did it. Like I was laying there and then all of a sudden my body started shaking. And then it's like I felt like I saw a version of myself laying down and then going within me. And as soon as it went inside of me, I quit shaking. And then I woke up fully. And I was like, damn, I fucking did it. You're like an avatar. Yeah, right? Because I'm telling you, like, I posted on Facebook. I was like, one day I'm going to be able to do this shit. Like, in Doctor Strange, whenever she's like, boom. Yeah, 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 I'm going to let you know, goals, fucking goals. (laughs) Um, If anybody wants to become a mentor, I greatly appreciate it. So, (laughs) I had... So th- that was one of my goals, the actual projection. Now I want to remember where I that's go. Because we all travel wild. whenever we're asleep, right? I'm, I mean, that's my belief. I know everybody has different beliefs, but um, I feel like um, we all are our spirit. So, like, we travel whenever we go to sleep. And to be able to remember that, and, like, there's some times where I'll enter some of my dreams, and it's like I'll go to um, this one house, for example, I always remember it has a big old hill. I've never been to this house, but in my dreams, I'm constantly going back there. Mm. And it's like this big old hill, and there's two houses next to it, and um, side by side, and I enter both homes, and it's just like I live in both of those homes, and I can, like, every little detail I can remember. So then there's time, I notice that whenever I feel overwhelmed, I go back to that house. And, and, and it's like I feel so safe in there. But I've never even stepped in into real life. Like one day, I'm like, I hope I can ever, I can see it, that Find place. It in real life. Yeah, that'll be fucking dope, you know? To be like, this is my home. This is my home. <laughs> Let me in. Um, I always thought it was fascinating. People who, who just like lucid dream mm-hmm. daily, yeah. all the time. My or, sons like that or they too. can just induce it like, like nothing. My sister's like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll be having some crazy dreams. Yeah, I cannot. When I'm out, it's like you, you're talking about the soul leaving the body. No, I'm like lights out, like just gone. Like I stop existing from the world for. That's for what I'm too, I don't. I don't ever dream. Like no, I think the only time the only time I started dreaming was after I smoked DMT. After that, I had dreams maybe for like a month or two, and then they just went away again. And I I just won't dream. I just go to well, sleep, wake up, and get my day going. Fun fact. Uh, fun a psychology fact we all dream it just depends on what cycle you wake up in mm. as to whether you remember it or not Wait, i don't remember shit so <laughs> you, you wake, up, wake up you wake up correctly then yeah i just wake up because you're not supposed to remember your dreams if you remember if you remember your dreams that means you woke up in the wrong cycle <laughs> you never remember your dreams? we sleep and sleep in astral projection over here we just sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, that shit's crazy. That shit's crazy. I love that kind of shit. Like, like mm-hmm. people who have um, like quantum jumping. Like those, are, those. Are, that's another goal of mine to be able to quantum jump. Like, you going back in time or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like where you basically jump into a different timeline of what you want because there's several versions of you out. In the universe, I mean, you have to imagine how big the universe is. So there's several different versions of yourself. So that version of you that you want to be, it's out there. You just have to get there. Mm. And so there's people that quantum jump into that timeline to become that person that they want to be. It's like the coolest shit ever. And it's like goals. What's it called? Uh, Scarlet Witch, right? Scarlet Witch and then the yeah, 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 like that. Exactly. Whenever she was like, I'm. 
she I went have into my the kids. My yeah, kids are yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. I need my kids. And then, you know, she goes after the little Mexican girl. <laughs> That's fucked up, right? Yeah. I don't know why she got to be Mexican. <laughs> And her name was America. America, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and she was uh, <laughs> breaking through walls. Doesn't they say like the first Mexican character and her her superpower is jumping? The <laughs> I was like, damn, that's true though. <laughs> it's true though. All right. Um, Have you seen the movie Everything in? I haven't seen it, but everywhere, I heard about that one. Once. Oh yeah, I heard that one's really yeah. good. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Nah. It's basically what you just talked yeah, about. Yeah, it's oh, supposed really? to be really okay, good. Okay, let me write down. Oh like shit! It is. Yeah. Holy it's, fuck! Yeah. It's basically what she just talked about. Everything, every wait. Which I like think everything, people, everywhere, all at once. People hyped that movie up to me too much, where I didn't enjoy it as much as I think I would have yeah. had it. They I haven't seen it, but I heard it's like really good. I've heard it's good, and I've heard from people that I trust on movies, and they told me it's good and watch it. It ties it up, really, really nice. But it gets you seen it crazy, yeah. It gets crazy, you know. Is it worth watching? Yeah, yeah, I say so. <laughs> Hopefully, y'all like it a little bit more than, or enjoy it, not like it, enjoy it a little bit more than. Well, yeah, because nobody's hyping it up for us, like yeah. how they hyped it up for you, right? Right. That Who's movie like, sucks, by the way. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Horrible. Thank you. I, I appreciate. That. Horrible <laughs> yeah, ending. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to close out the show. This is jumping on both of y'all, but uh-huh. uh, we do recommendations every show. Uh, so uh, movie, media, book, uh, TV, uh, lifestyle thing, whatever the fuck it is. Somebody came on here and said, make sure you change your, uh, uh, was it suspension? Oh, what, what the fuck did he say? He's like, get your tune-ups or something like that. He's like, get your tune-ups, people. <laughs> uh, but whatever it is. Uh, you know, recommend it for people. Go into details a little bit, and we'll kind of give you like a little bit of rundown. So, actually, I'll start off. Uh, my my recommendation is an album that came out today, actually, and I spent most of the the morning listening to it. Uh, it's called "The Elephant Man's Bones" by Rock Marciano, Marciano, and the uh, the Alchemist. Are uh, any of y'all familiar? The I'm producer, Alchemist. The Alchemist, yeah. Oh, then that's tight. And who's yeah. the rapper he teamed up with? Rock Marciano. I haven't heard of Rock Marciano, but I he, love the Alchemist. He's somebody who uh, self-releases a lot of his own albums or whatever. New York? Where's he from? Uh, so they're not really... Uh, no, he's he's like from the Midwest somewhere. Oh, okay. Damn, yeah, yeah, tight. yeah. Uh, he's really famous for rapping over beats with no drums. Mm, okay, um, okay. And he has like a more like street, like real toned down, like uh, laid back vibe, vibe to him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bars are there. The rhyme schemes are there. Like the dude's like legit... That's nice. Wait, say it again. What else is it? This, uh, the Elephant Man's Bones. It's his newest album. Um, and Alchemist kills it on the. So they actually add some songs with the drums on on this album for mm. for Rock Marciano to rap on. And man, I wish he did it all the time because goddamn, the dude sounds like really, really, really fucking mm. good over drums. That's cool. I'm gonna need to check that out for sure. Yeah, cool. I like the Alchemist. I like his style of producing what he samples. He has yeah. like that that um, him and. Um, Harry Fraud, Harry Fraud, him and Harry Fraud. I love their, I like their sample sound that they have. My, my favorite one is um, uh, Apollo Brown. The you rapper, Apollo or the Brown? producer. The, he's a producer. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've heard of him. Oh, dude, you, man, fuck 
that shit that I just told everybody. Apollo Brown? Go check out Apollo Brown. He's my probably my favorite producer of all time. Mm. Uh, and he has albums with like everybody, like uh, Ghostface. He has albums with Joel Ortiz and <coughs> Locksmith. Uh, just uh, raps. He's got albums with everybody. You've done this like the I do that a lot, work. man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I recommend this, you know. Fuck that recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Apollo Brown, A1. Love that, love that guy. But yeah. That's my recommendation. Good Andrew, what you got? Uh, I got a podcast. Listen to ours first, but listen to this other one. <laughs> it's called No Dogs in Space. And basically, it's a music history podcast. Oh, shit. Okay. And they go into different, um, I guess, genres of music. Fuck yeah. And do different bands. And so they, their season one was punk, and their season two was alternative. And so the one I'm listening to now is about the Ramones. Mm, and so if okay. you're into that, that style of music, I think it'd be really cool. And they have one of the Beastie Boys. I know everyone knows and likes the what, Beastie Boys. What kind of style? Like what? Like whenever they talk about it, do they go into like? Yeah, they, they go in like detail, like just like history of like how they recorded it, how they came everything. up with ideas. That yep. just okay. Uh, that's fucking Members, dope. Members, everything. Uh, yeah, I'll get that from you. Yeah. That cool. sounds cool I as shit. That's right up my fucking alley. Yeah, yeah. My cousin was telling me about it. He's actually we've actually got a really really close. It's, it's so funny. The other day we we're talking. And he's. I was talking to somebody else and talking about, like, hey, they asked me, what year did you graduate? I was like, oh, seven. And then I heard of the background. He's like, man, I forget how old you are. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? I'm only, like, one year off from you. He's, he's like, 24, 25. And so, but we actually got really close. They even talk shit about me. I graduated in 2011. <laughs> your cousin, your younger cousin? Yeah. That's how, my cousins are younger, like, way younger than me, yeah. bro. So I have, I'm in that same exact situation because... My cousins are like same age, and I'll be hanging around with them, and then they'll see me, and they'll be like, "Hey, bro, you went to school with us, right?" I'm like, "Nah, yeah, you did, bro. You, ha I had you for a class." I said, "Bro, no, I didn't. No, you didn't." I'm like, "What year you graduate?" Oh wait, he said, "Oh, oh yeah, never mind." Why you gotta make me tell you? You know what I'm saying? Like, just leave it at that. You know. So, but yeah, we've actually got really close. We're talking a lot about anime, a lot about manga, and a lot about movies and music now, and so it's been a really cool relationship. He he like, comes and works out with me. Maybe like two, three times out of the week. I'm looking forward to our workout. It's going to be fun. You got to wake up, though. Wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about right now? No, I'm talking about uh, other than the... Oh, yeah, yeah. The one I say yeah. we... Yeah. Yeah. What's your recommendation? Um, of course, it's going to be a book. Um... There's this book I, I'm really big By into. By this author, Giancarlo. Uh, nah, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to uh, self-promote my stuff. Not yet, not yet. Hey, that's what the podcast has been about already. <laughs> yeah. uh, Whatchamacallit, um, I'm, I'm really big on history. Like, I... One of the things I like reading about is um, Latin America history. And there's this book called The Open Veins of Latin America. And it pretty much tells you like the how the how Latin America was colonized. And not just like Mexico, but Mexico, um, uh, South America, um, uh, Cuba, and all kinds of stuff. I just think that it's very important to know what, what what's, what's set in place. What was set in place, because once you kind of see the structure, you start to realize that not much has changed. So a lot of the times people say uh, we're, we're supposed to learn history so we don't repeat it. I, I really don't think that's the case. Not not in a sense of like we're trying to learn it not to, to not repeat it. But they say the winners write history. So the winner, the winners write history. So they write it how they want it. And, and my and my question is, why would they want why would they not want to repeat it? They're still winning. You know, oh, nice. so that that's why I like to just learn about it because you kind of see like, man, you, you you think you're like, man, that that's just like this, and then you realize, no, it is it is that. 
You know, it's just they just change the name. They just change the how they label it. So I'm, I'm really big on educating yourself when it comes to history. I think Open Veins of Latin America is a is a like a very um, bittersweet book because you kind of learn. I mean, everyone here is Hispanic, so you get an insight as to where you came from. But then you kind of realize, like, damn, that's where I came from. You know, it's not it's not really the uh, the best situation for us. Mm-hmm. So I, I rec- highly recommend that book. I just think in general it will educate you as a you know person of Latin descent as to where you came from, regardless of where your origins are from. Because regardless of where you're from, we're all pretty much from the same place. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I really like that book. I highly recommend it. Really, just any anything with any history not from the perspective of America. Because you're not right. you're not getting the real history. You're yeah. you're just getting like like the the highlights of the winners. You know, it's kind of like when you get on right. YouTube and you just watch the highlight of the fight. They're just showing you the highlights of how they won. When you kind of right. get the whole overall picture, you get a real idea of who you are and what what you're doing here. In this uh, recently too, I've been on this wave, and I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but but I've been on this wave of like. Uh, uh, it, it just happened across me on a video one day where uh, they were talking about how this the World War Two is taught in Japan, mm-hmm. um, and then and then that took me to like like a whole bunch of other stuff learning about like how they dealt with everything post nineteen forty five and and what what their perspective on like all of that is versus like Germany that's real real, real apologetic. Like so, Germany's like real, real apologetic about everything, and then Japan's just like, ah, that didn't happen. Like you know, like cut that twenty years after the war, like cut it out or whatever. Yeah, I mean that, know, so. that. It even gets crazier when you, uh, what is it, North Korea, where Kim Jong Un is there? Yeah. Like you, it gets crazy when you start like when you get into countries like them and Russia because, like, if if you want to be like not uh, not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but if you want to be like realistic, if if we didn't have social media. We really wouldn't be able to keep up with what's going around. Like, we have news, right. but, like, you get news, like, at 5 o'clock and 9 o'clock, and then it's only certain amount of things they can cover. Like, there's so many things that happen because of social media that, that we're aware of it because of that. But just think about it in their country. Like, they don't have that. You know, like, the government can say, oh, you know what? We want to – and y'all, y'all talking about Game of Thrones? We're going to block Game of Thrones. Boom. Everything's blocked from Game of Thrones. But – you put it in a perspective where they're not getting um, information that can help put uh, give them a better life, you know. So that's why I always think it's crazy how how much of impact technology plays into everything nowadays, you know, whether it be negative or positive, because it can go either way, you know, with with it. Unfortunately, right, right, yeah. Uh, man, we're gonna have, to have a history <laughs> show one day. I've been, I've been. Looking, been looking for, for like somebody, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been looking yeah. for somebody to have an history yeah, conversation, some kind of like little hubbub. Yeah, I mean, whatever, I think yeah. I just think it's very. I used to think it was boring because you you hear the same thing over and over again: Declaration right. of Independence, the Mayflower Compact, um, what is like the Constitution. Like it's all the same shit, but <clears throat> when you start looking into everybody's different perspective, like you start to kind of see like, oh damn, like well this happened too, or this happened too. Me, me personally, I just like the Hispanic perspective because, I mean, that's what I am. That's where I came from. I just I just kind of get sad about it, too, because it's like, damn, we're kind of limited as to who we are. And we kind of have a cap on us as to what we can do. But at the same time, it's like if you see where we came from and what we had established before it was taken from us, it's like, man, we like we we had it all. You know, like we kind of conquered the known world at that time, you know, and then colonizers came and just kind of fucked us on that one. But. 
I just think it's very interesting how much how much we had that they don't they don't tell us. You know, like you I mean growing up we thought like oh Mexico was just like all bummy, you know, South America just all bummy, that it was all nothing but like Indians and indigenous people that didn't know how to do much of anything. But then when you really look into history, like these guys literally had cities of silver and gold built from scratch. The floor was literally gold when they had a myth of El Dorado that it was fake. It was not fake. It was just the fact that they took all the gold and they they disappeared El Dorado. It's like there was a city of gold. They said they never found it. No, they found it. They just took all the gold and they just left us with nothing. You know, I just think that's crazy that like uh, there's this um documentary by John Lugazano called Latin America, Latin American history for dummies. It's a really, really great, 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 great uh, piece to watch because it just it, and that's where that book that I recommended. That's where I got it from. I yeah. I. I listened to his whole thing and I watched it and I wrote down the books that he recommended and I read them all and that's probably my favorite one. There's a good one on Dallas, by the way, called The Accommodation. I don't know if you read The Accommodation. Man, that one right there, it it basically touches on all the gentrification going on right now. Like, you've been in South Dallas, right, with the ferries? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's fucked up still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I live by there. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but a long time ago when all the gentrification shit was happening, they were, like, changing it. This is the messed up part. Long story short, um, Dallas was the first segregated city to stay non-segregated, basically. So they were like, all right, we're going to, we're going to, you know, um, segregate each other, but we're just going to be black. We're going to build y'all black people, y'all's own town over here. Y'all stay over there. Y'all can come over here. We're it's not like I'm not allowed, but we don't want you over here. But look, y'all can stay over there. So the black people, what they did is they built their own community. They had doctors, they had professionals, they did everything nice. And then what the white people did was like, damn. I like that area now. They kept it really nice. So let's buy them all out and move them somewhere else. So they kept repeating this process. They would give people a color, uh, only a certain amount of area to live in. They made that area a really nice area. Boom, they bought them out, moved them to another area. So then once they got to South Dallas, at that point, um, there was some prominent people of color in the, in the community that were able to take a stand. So then they basically passed a law to where you can't gentrify South Dallas. But then you look at it and you see what's out, how how it looks right now. You're mm-hmm. just like, maybe it should have been gentrified. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But there, that book, The Accommodation, it talks about that. You know, there was, it's a lot of crazy things in the history of Dallas that I forget that happened. Like they were trying to, they were throwing pipe bombs at uh, people that uh, people of color that were moving into like uh, white neighborhoods. They were like trying to blow them up and stuff like that. And they had a um, a court hearing, and they said, "All right, you know what? We got two people that are that are suspects. You know, we're gonna interrogate them. We're gonna make this a whole case." So then they're like, "All right, we're gonna pick a jury." But come to find out, everybody that was selected on the jury was a um, prominent person in the Dallas community. Like it was like priests, pastors, people that were of um, of high names. So then what ended up happening is the people that got caught throwing the pipe bombs, they ended up finding out. Who, who orchestrated it. But come to find out, the people that orchestrated it were prominent people of the community. So then, basically, the the way that court case ended, and it's legit, this is how it ended, the Dallas court said, all right, we know what happened, but we're not going to trial anybody, but we're just going to make sure it doesn't happen again. Like, that's how legit that court thing ended, mm. that because it was so many um, important people involved in it, they couldn't throw anybody under the bus because then everybody would have been under the bus. So just to kind of leave it at that, they're like, you know what, let's just, no, it's just not going to happen no more. 
you know, and it, that's just the Dallas is the only city. Well, Dallas is the first major city that was not built by a train track nor um, a seaport. So like when Dallas was first built, it was there was nothing here to come to. So when people built Dallas, they built it as a place. They were like they said, we're going to make this the place for people to come to. But like it's Dallas has a very racist history. And I mean, like even even until recently, because I read that I read that the last school was desegregated like in 2006 in Dallas. What? Yeah. That's insane. That's wild. Yeah. So like Dallas has a Dallas is a really racist city because. OK, so for example, the fair, everybody knows about the fair. So what you may not know about the fair is that the fair, even though it's called the state fair, it doesn't belong to the state. Like there's a the people that started that fair at the beginning, they still own that fair. And they're they're um, basically they work with the city to say, hey, we're going to host the fair still and we're going to get our profit and then we'll break you off some. So like the fair isn't like a Texas State Fair. The fair belongs to like a certain certain people. You know what I'm saying? Like and it's like there's another thing that threw me off. Uh, Las Colinas was was built by one person. Like one, they built Dallas. Dallas became this pretty cool city. And then this guy, his I forgot his last name. Uh, I forgot it's it's the name of the area over there. But he's like he's like you know what? I'm gonna I have a ranch over here. I'm going to build my own thing. You know, I've seen how Dallas did it. Now I'm, now I'm going to do my thing. And he ended up building, building Las Colinas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like all, all the, like all these big neighborhoods, like for example, Highland Park, you can't move into Highland Park. Right. If you wanted to, like let's say for example, there was a house that opened up in Highland Park and you're like, man, I want to live there. First of all, you have to make a certain amount of money. Second of all, you have to be referred by somebody in the community to say, hey, I, I know him and I want him to move in there. And then at the end, everybody in the homeowners association has to vote you in. So then, ideally, what are yeah, the chances? Wild. Yeah, like what are the what are the chances of uh, like I, like there's a there is a project that I'm working on where I'm kind of like writing all this stuff into kind of make it into more of like a long form essay to where it's not just factual, but like one of the things I was like, you can't you can't you can't move there unless you were born there. You know what I'm saying? You can't live here unless you were born here. Like that's literally it. Like you can't move into Highland Park unless you were born there, unless you know somebody that can get you in. And I just think it's funny because you think like you, that sounds racist, you know? Like mm-hmm. how can that? How can you have to go through all that just to move somewhere? You know? Like whereas when I moved to Oak Cliff, I just bought a house and I moved in. We don't even have a homeowners association. But that that's why like that accommodation that book it talks about that it talks about how gotcha. everything was kind of set in place to keep. Um, the people of color down in the most legal way possible, like to where it's not, it's not racism or it's not segregation. You know, it's just, they just happen to be put in this situation because financially they're not doing their best. Right. But yeah, now that there's a lot of cool, a lot of interesting. Yeah. 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 I gotta say, I've never even really thought it's funny because I am into history. Right. But like, like never once have I ever thought about the history of Dallas or like even mm-hmm. like thought even, to like check like or care or whatever. Like Selena um, Quintanilla, mm-hmm. you know We Spark. Yeah, We Spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she filmed the music video right there. Did they? Yeah, it's on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and put Selena Quintanilla We Spark, and it's just a random. This is neighborhood park in Oak Cliff. She's like thirteen, I think, and she's doing a song cover right there. It's just random shit that you see, like like because. Like you said, you're interested in history, but when you think history, most people think like history, world history. Right. But if yeah. you really narrow the scope down to just your your local neighborhood history, like Dallas in general, like we killed a president. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. there's a guy in no clip that killed a president. You know, it, it, there's a consp- whole conspiracy behind it now. You know, like, there's people that will still go down to Dallas at the spot where JFK got killed, and they're just taking pictures of this right. X on the ground. To me, I thought that was, like, why are these, what is this, what does it matter? Like, this is just down the street, but it's a big part of history, you know? I, I just think it's cool like that. I yeah, think right. shit like that's cool. Definitely. What was your first recommendation? The the Oh, the Open Veins oh, of open Latin veins America. Of there you go. Okay, cool. Uh, definitely gonna you know you gave me a lot to like fuck with so <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fun uh, Daisy uh, what um, you got let's see well I wasn't prepared oh can you hear me now yeah okay cool Good. I wasn't prepared Um, so my recommendation for you guys is to let me be a co-host <laughs> <laughs> <That's a good laughs> but commit to every other week <laughs> You're in. Yes, You're I'm in. committing every other weekend. Um, okay, so uh, since they recommended a book, podcast, podcast music, music, I'm gonna recommend advice. I'm gonna do advice. Let's do that. Um, whenever I, my biggest thing that I advice that I give other people whenever they're having a situation with either a relationship or a friendship is before you react and before or before you respond, right? Think to yourself, why is it that this situation is making you that upset? So um, like me, if um, just here recently I got upset over something that was said to me, right? And right away I called my best friend and I was like, oh my God, I got a vet. And then I'm talking to her. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, Daisy, let's think about this. Why is why did this situation make you that upset? Like to have that much power over you. And um, what it came down to is that I was upset. I was disappointed in myself. So it had nothing to do with this other person. I was just disappointed in myself. And that is what made me upset. Because I felt like I was still... Um, in this mindset that I thought I had already surpassed, but apparently I'm still there. And so because I took a step back and didn't respond the way I would, the old Daisy would have responded kind of like, Oh fuck. No, I just said, no, wait, hold on. Let's think about this real quick, Daisy. Cause there's a reason why this is making you upset. Now listen, what is it? Um, I think a lot of people need to do that more. Versus just reacting. Listen to understand, not to respond. There you go. There you go. That, yeah, I like that. Man. Good recommendation. That was uh, okay. nice right a hell of a, a punchline at the end, you know? Right. <laughs> Camera's off. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that, 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 that shit is like dead, dead. We went through two batteries. So. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just imagine so. a heart. <laughs> we got a third one. But I think you guys fucking knocked this one out the fucking yeah. park. I this really, is really, yeah, this is really, 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 very, really, really very smooth. Uh, Jen, how'd you, did you enjoy yourself out oh, here, definitely. man? It was yeah, good vibes. I for sure got my creative juices flowing. I really appreciate that. Fuck yeah. For sure, cool. for sure. Um, what, super pleasure to have you, Daisy. Uh, great to have you again. Yeah. Next, next, next week. Next, 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 next week. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd probably be like. 23rd. It'd be the 23rd. Gotcha. Okay. It'd be. We'll figure out the schedule. We'll figure it out. 
Yeah. Because uh, he's going out of town and we get stuff. Okay, so you're Some logistics, we'll let you know. Right. Um, so does that mean I got in? <laughs> Did as I a hear regular, I got in? As a regular yeah, host? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to meet you, man. And same I, same I can't wait to have you on again or sure. just Heck touch yeah, base definitely. on the side mm-hmm. and just shoot the shit. You, uh, yeah, a lot of the shit that you're into, man. I'm like, super cool. Keep going. Keep on writing your stories. And we're going to keep you. on reading and uh, giving you feedback, man. man it's, for it's sure. Been great. Thank you. I'll be happy to come back anytime. Just let me know. Bet. For sure. That's what, Woo! I, that's what the fuck I like to hear. For sure. All right, guys. That's the show. Awesome. Good shit, guys. Good stuff.